Hello there! From behind the yellow line, this is Tramon episode 115. My name is Kirk, and as always, I'm joined by my friend and inquisitor, Christian Rainwater. What's up, everybody? Our Big Thunder topic of the week is Star Wars Celebration. And today, we're joined by our friend and rebel spy, Freddie Chambers. Bright suns, everyone. Take a deep breath, boys. And good luck to you. <laughs> Heads high, boys. Our night has come. Hello, everyone. Welcome aboard Tramon a Disneyland podcast. Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. As a courtesy to other passengers, we ask that there be no eating, drinking, or smoking on board. In just a few moments, we will begin our trip into the Disneyland Resort News and Topic of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, this tram is ready to depart. Driver, you are clear. Welcome back to Tramon, everyone. Happy Wednesday, and it's June 1st. Happy Pride Month. Oh, happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. We are your hosts, Kirk and Rain. And today, we're honored to have former podcast host for Imagine Tomorrow at Terminus Terra and themed entertainment enthusiast, love that, Freddie Chambers. So, what's up, Ring? What an intro, man. Those are some, uh, some adjectives. Adjectives in that name. Very I much so. Yeah, I appreciate I it. I love the themed yeah. entertainment enthusiast and like that. <laughs> That's spot good on, man. So how's it going, Freddie? Going good. You know, I, I just had a very long weekend at Star Wars Celebration, and uh, that's that's four days of continuous conventioning. Yeah, Ooh. we're we'll we'll talk about the con, the con vibe. Yeah, pretty oh, yeah. soon. Very much so. Uh, but before that, uh, you may have seen the post on Instagram. You may have not. Uh, but we did order some pride stickers. We got fifty of them. Uh, they are free. If you send us a DM, you can email us, uh, and you'll find out where to email us in mousekeeping in just a second. Uh, we will just send that to you through the mail, uh, and that's all. Everyone is welcome here. So, let's wash off that con stank with mousekeeping. If this is your first time here, welcome aboard Tramon, a Disneyland podcast, where Kirk and I, and Freddie today, talk about the Disneyland Resort through and only through our eyes. To catch up on jokes, references, context, and backstory, check out our lore page on tramon.com slash lore. For our recommendations for Disneyland, DCA, and more, check out tramon.com slash rex. For artwork to make your own Tramon merch, visit tramon.com slash art. That is for your personal use only. If you enjoy the show, like, subscribe, comment, and review us wherever you can, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and my favorite, YouTubes. For a visual guide to the show and a message us, Follow at Tramon Podcast on Instagram or email us at TramonPodcast at gmail.com. For random highlights and shenanigans, follow us on TikTok at Tramon Podcast. You can find all these links and lore on Tramon.com. Yes, you can. And it's really great that we say that because turns out it's Tramon.com slash artwork. Is it really? I'm a doofus. Is it really? But I'm going to change that. Okay. By the time, well, probably not by the time the first person listens to this. But you know, everyone goes to Tramon.com if they're going to go there and and they click start. Yeah. Yeah. They're not typing in the full hyperlink. Yeah. So it's time for your right in which members of the Tram fam write in with corrections and comments. Rain, cue up that corrections music, please. Is it this one? Come on. (laughs) Oh, oh, it's not. Dude, sorry. sorry. You've been doing this for like. I didn't do it last week because I was sick. So it threw me off. Okay. It threw me off. Threw me off. Sorry. All right. So uh, we did mention uh, last month it was uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, I did want to mention sometimes it is not easy to find a therapist. 
Sometimes you may not like your therapist. That's okay. It's their job. And if you, you, you don't necessarily have to tell them, but if they lose you as a patient, you go to someone else, they will not take it personally. It's like, it's just their job. It's okay. Make sure you feel comfortable being your truest self. So let's get on to the ridiculous stuff. So uh, we talked about uh, Ogas last week yeah. in our Galaxy that Eats and Treats. And I mentioned this tea. So I was listening, I was listening, listening, watching. Clone Wars, because I'm trying to. I'm trying You're to watch Clone Wars. I'm, right trying now. To, okay. I'm trying to watch Clone Wars. Have yeah. you watched it all? I've watched a very big chunk of it, okay. like a solid four seasons, but I haven't finished. Okay, it. and I assume you have. I have watched Clone Wars every single episode as it came out, so it has been a part of my life for more than a decade wow. now. I have wow. this web page open of the chronological order. Yeah. yeah. Why is the most recent? season that was like the newest also not in chronological order that's ridiculous ever since it came out i think it was always an anthology series just but like it's arc by arc it know? is but then it is not also <laughs> some it's so convoluted i'm like thanks dave filoni we'll, well, we'll enjoy it from here yeah but star wars is all about making the prequels later yeah, I get it. but there's an episode where they're on mandalore and some kids get poisoned by some tea and they find out where the tea is from it's from muga Mugen ah, tea. It's like, <laughs> ah, there it is. So, yeah, they mentioned that Galaxy's Edge. I mean, we don't really give it a hard time, but people do. Yeah. They did try. They did. They did. I mean, just this week on, uh, I'm sure you guys watched Obi-Wan, right? Yeah. Do you hear the, the Felucian Spice? Yeah. Well, Felucia is also in Revenge of the Sith. It is. Yeah, it is. But, but I was just like, oh, you know, are we eating some Felucian Spice in Galaxy's Edge? I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's why those that Kefta spread is so it's good. It's so good, yeah. <laughs> it's the spice. Okay, uh, Christine. Uh, I like how she's just referred to as Christine Joe's wife. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the lobster roll is like the shrimp sandwich at Pacific Wharf at DCA. It's full of fillers and carrots and celery and barely any shrimp. Freddie, have you had that lobster roll? The, the one right outside of uh, Hotta Mansion? Yeah. Yes. Do you know what it used to look like? Yeah, I used to have a lot more in <laughs> there. A, thick a lot more. And now there's nothing. So, yes, uh, that's, I mean, we're probably just going to see more and more of that. Uh, so, Reyes writes in, if there's no other Reyes, then go ahead. Usually what everyone calls me, Ryan R. is cool too. You see? You see? that? That's, that's it, dude. Yeah. I know that's Reyes now. Uh, speaking of the art page, Mike writes in, hi guys, my name is Mike. Down here in San Diego, my wife Marissa and I are dream key holders. And I've been listening to the podcast since episode 75 when Genie Plus was announced. You are my central source of what's new and happening at the Disneyland Resort. And I wanted to repay the favor with these shirts I had made using the artwork on your site. I will wear it, uh, but it's we're themed this week. And I they, they came out great, dude. They did. They did. I saw I saw the pictures. I haven't seen them in person yet, but it's, I'm excited. It's right by the door, so I'm you don't excited. forget it. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I hope they serve you well during the upcoming hot and humid summer yes. days at Disneyland and help to keep you from contributing to the steamy BO that plagues the ride queues in the summer. Thanks for doing all the Disneyland research so we don't have to. Mike. Yeah, they're like sport material shirts. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. And they've got like the yellow, yellow lines. It looks, looks real sharp. Uh, and I like that the big circle in the back, mm. the blue, is from the shirt. It is not printed on blue. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Oh, so that's cool. All okay. the blue. So it's not like this big sticker on the right, back. Right, yeah, right. It's, it's really cool. And I washed them already. Uh, Kevin wrote in, I miss eating ribs out of metal buckets. And he sent Dude, shout out. this place in San, San Juan, San Juan Capistrano, along the train tracks. Mm -hmm. Barbecue place. So maybe we should all go there. 
Uh, looks good. This is a crazy one. Tiffy Luna wrote in. I saw Mark E. Is it Basie? I'm going to go with Basie, yeah. And he was wearing a Bosco Tech <laughs> physical edge. Dude, what? So we went to Bosco Tech for high school. It, it is in oh. Rosemead. And this guy is from the Bay Area. And he had, like, this listener sent this in, this picture. And is this the same Bosco? And I'm like, I had that shirt. We they, both had that shirt. They were reversible PE shirts, but they weren't reversible. It was two shirts sewn together. There, you can oh literally see gosh. the seam yeah. right here on the and bottom. You just like sweat <laughs> profusely. <laughs> so thick. And then Oof. and then thin, really short little shorts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but all guys school, so no so one really. How cared. did he get that? I want to know. I, thrift? It must have been, dude. Like maybe somebody turned it into a thrift store and it got shipped up to the Bay Area. I don't, I, don't I don't know. Maybe they went to school in the Bay Area and put it in a thrift oh, shop. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Maybe There's they a thought story there, man. Yeah, maybe they thought that, you know what? It's actually not cool to wear your high school stuff in college. <laughs> yeah. Uh Alyssa wrote in. Okay, did y'all talk about drinks at Oga's and not mention the Jedi mind trick? If you did just ignore me, end of school year teacher problems. But anyways, it's my favorite. If you haven't tried it, you should. It's great. It's great. I'm sorry I forgot to mention it. I looked it up. It sounds wonderful. Yeah. So I will try it next time I'm there. Freddie, have you had it? I have had the Jedi mind trick. Is it good? On, on a number of occasions. Oh, yes. <laughs> if it's a number of occasions, <laughs> it's probably great. Uh, Ozzy wrote in. He said, this looks good. Which dish is this? And he wrote in for the Felucian Garden Spread, yeah. which we don't shut up about. So there you go, Ozzy. We're right. You're right. Whatever. Uh, Andrea, happy birthday, Andrea, writes in. Uh, you don't look a day older than whatever age you were last year. Nose blowing is an essential skill. I can argue that, but okay. I emailed all the parents of my kindergartners recently and asked them to please teach their kindergartner how to blow their nose correctly. I got tired of them all standing at the back of the room dabbing their noses ineffectively during allergy season. Hope you feel better, Rain. I am 100% better now. So, but ever since you showed me and we sat down and you showed me how to blow my nose last week, I'm okay. So, isn't it crazy? Yeah. So, yeah. Rosina wrote in, or uh, this was a. Uh, no, she did write in. Yes. So I'm driving to Beantown. That's Boston, I believe. And listening to the recent Galaxy's Edge episode and you teaching Rain how to blow his nose has to be such a California problem because you could not survive in Pennsylvania <laughs> in the four season life without knowing how to blow your nose. For a moment, I thought you were going to impart some crazy Kirk knowledge on me. And then you literally just told him to plug his nose while you blow. And I'm like, toddlers do that. The fact that it blew his mind was even crazier. <laughs> And, yeah, then, and yeah. then she thought, like, wait, do people in California not get colds? Because it's always saying, like, no, we get colds. Just, like, no one taught I, me. I, nobody taught me. That's so, the thing. Yeah, I when I was in kindergarten, we had Oriort Pakraduni. She's Ar Armenian. Uh, Oriort means, like, miss. Yeah. Great, but, like, everything was in Armenian. She did not teach us life skills in mm -hmm. kindergarten. Uh, our only, I had Miss Barbara. Shout out to Miss Barbara. Uh, you know the teachers you don't forget. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't forget anyone, but, you know. She was my first grade teacher, but taught English in kindergarten. She would be the type to teach you, but she was only there for English. And then by first grade, maybe she assumed we knew how got to blow it, our noses. It, yeah, so yeah. I missed out on Dude, that. So Rosina's from Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like 100%. So I don't know if you saw this on our Instagram, but Rosina took a picture in front of, what is it, Steelers Nation? Yeah. In, in Kennywood with their tramming mask. And then, like, a year later, this Garfield thing yeah. comes out. Yeah, yeah, And uh, then they, the Pittsburgh po uh, 
Pittsburgh Gazette or something uh-huh. wrote an article about the defunct land thing. Did they? Re- oh and again, God. they mentioned people making out in the dark. <laughs> and the quote of, the, like, when, when Kevin said something like, never have I seen, like, every news publication call out something like this. <laughs> That's hilarious. Dude. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you, everyone, for writing in. So let's get in some news. Got some headlines for you guys, and none of them include Star Wars Celebration news because that is what this whole episode is about. Yes, sir. But let's get into it. A spectacular standby. Phantasmic will not employ a virtual queue system. So does this mean no fast passes? Yeah. Yes. Well, whatever it is now. (laughs) I don't know what it's called, but... So okay. Have, have either of you heard the stories from this weekend? I have not heard the stories, but I have seen the chaos online. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. There was chaos. There were people at Riverbell upgrading things, and they were like, you can't upgrade, but cast members didn't know how. And then, like, wait, so at Riverbell, what can you do? You have to, like, get a reservation, and then when you're there, upgrade. But upgrade then, to what? The dining plan? Yeah. There's a dining plan at Riverbell? Yeah, but Perfect. it's cheaper at Hungry Bear. I'm I'm going to Riverbell anyways. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why? I told you. I couldn't find any more like possible dining plan reservations for this next Friday. So yeah. I'm like, might as well do Riverbell, okay. I guess. I mean. Yeah. And then like cast members, they don't know when to line up or lighten people up or when people were allowed to do this or that. However, this isn't cast members fault. No one told them, yeah. I assume. So yeah, it, it's been a big mess. <coughs> I've got a scratch in my throat. So this is going to be a great episode. Oof. I'm not sick. I was sick. And then, you know, like for another week, you're just like, it anyways. just lingers. Yeah. You didn't have to linger. <laughs> so Hungry Bear is like a guaranteed deal. Uh, let's see. $37, right? I think it's $37. I saw, I saw what it looks like. It looks okay. Can you open up Instagram? Sure. Uh, and go to Joey's message. I told me to dress it on the show. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to copy paste because of course I did. Joey. Joey A. Joey A. Because we got multiple Joeys now. Want me to read it? Oh, let me, let me take Go for it. Let me take a crack at it. Okay. Said, I'm glad I got my dinner reservations a few days ago. But now I'm hearing rumors Disney oversold dining packages. This is going to be a mess. And I said, which one did you get? And he said, I got the Hungry Bear grab-and-go package for Fantasmic. And you don't have to stick around and eat. Uh, did I say I was going to dress on the show? Maybe I didn't. Hold on. Oh, there it is. It was from Sunday. This phone is huge, man. <laughs> hey, guys, I have a few questions regarding food recommendations. My wife and I are taking my parents to Disneyland the week of June 13th for three days. I have reservations for Magic Key Terrace around 530. Which food items and drinks would you recommend? For Magic Key Terrace? Yeah. The 54321. one. That is the best drink. The best drink there. And uh, I did not like the flatbread. I love the flatbread. You love the flatbread. Have the, you had that, Freddie? I like the flatbread too. It's yeah. duck confit, man. Yeah. The duck just not like. And I love the sliders. Slider invasion. Yeah. I don't like the sliders because they're. It's meat. It's it, like. It's, it's a filet or yeah. a coin. I, I, loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I, I love the. And the meatballs are good. Yeah. They are spicy, mm-hmm. but the meatballs are good. I like the flatbread. It's very rich, I guess, because it's duck and goat cheese, but it was good. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Five, four, three, two, one. All the other drinks. I don't know. Brandy got, spicy, right? Brandy got like a, the margarita, the tequila one. Oh. She thought it was good. 
Also, my wife and I will be back in July for another three days, and I got us a reservation for Lamplight Lounge and a Hungry Bear Grab-and-Go dining package for Fantasmic. I've heard about how great the lobster nachos are at Lamplight, but what else is good to get? I watched videos of opening night for Fantasmic yesterday, and it looks like Grab-and-Go dining guests get the front row section. They have to sit on the ground. Either way, I'm excited. So first, with uh, the Grab-and-Go, apparently they're next to the Riverbell Terrace seats. Oh. Everyone sits on the floor. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's how it always worked. Blue so, Bayou used to give out butt pads. Did yes. they really? Yeah. Wow. But only Blue Bayou. You got to, you know. So I have Riverbell River reservations around 745. Can I just stay there if I'm sat outside? I don't know. Yeah. They don't. When do they close? I don't know. <laughs> that's how that usually works. Like I've been at Carnation Cafe at like I had a 745 mm-hmm. and they close at like eight. So they let me watch a parade, but who knows with Fantasmic, but you can upgrade there yeah, and they'll give you the, I assume, is that like a scan now? I assume so. I assume it's some sort of pass. Because it used to be paper fast passes. Yeah. It has to be something on your, on your app now. Yeah. A wonderful app. But you made a good decision with that. Uh, Lamplight. So lobster nachos are great. But the nachos that Matthew and you got are probably better. Steak. Yeah. You can, according to Reyes, was it Reyes? Yeah. Half and half them. So you can go half lobster, half steak. Uh, I like the potato cakes, but I don't think he should. Yeah. The, uh, the ribeye. That's gone. It's gone, but RIP. I just want to shout out. The burger is decent, but it's a burger. But the fries. Fries are great. You get yeah. a side of fries. Um, Let's see. Oh, is the drinks? The lollipops? The meatball pops? I don't think so. No? Mm-hmm. Um, the, do they have the poke anymore? I don't know. The salmon PLT is good. If you like salmon, it's a good sandwich. Mm. <laughs> get a side of fries. Get the donuts, whatever they are. I recommend the teaser. It's a gin drink. Yeah. Uh, what do you recommend, Freddie? I personally recommend the Open Ocean. Oh. Yes! Second. That, yeah. Second. Freddie. Freddie. Open Ocean with a splash. That is the official drink of Tramon. It really <laughs> is my favorite. I will get one there, and then I will get one to go. That's <laughs> dude, dude. Oh, my God. I found out that we can do it to go. Yes. Last time we went, with I was there with Kirk and Matthew. Oh my we, god! That's when we met Freddy. Your life, man. We Later. we just met him, but yeah. it was the right before that because yeah, yeah. I had it down it. <laughs> yeah, oh. when I was leaving, open ocean with a splash, hundred oh. percent. It says it's got orgy in it, almond. I don't like that. You don't taste it. You don't. And I don't really like vodka. Yeah, it it is a blue slushy. Yeah, that'll get you going. It is. It is. And I do want to say though, the potato skins are my personal favorite. They're on the menu. great. I, I, just, I love them. You know. I always have like different recommendations for first timers or people who don't go often. It's like, yeah. okay, if you like, it's yogurt, right? Like a yogurt sauce and like a Chipotle thing and you're going to mix it all in. It's got capers. Oh. Amazing. If that kind of stuff's like, eh, to you, you're just eating potatoes. So, <laughs> but you, know. you can, you can get bacon on it too. There you go. You can get bacon on it. You should put bacon on it if you can oh. get bacon on it. There you go. Yeah. Do they sell the donuts? I'm trying to check right now. They always no, they no, no, always not, have not donuts, like the man. OG donuts, but the the oh, the ones the, that we got. The cookies and the cream cookies ones. and cream. Have you tried those, already? I missed out on those. I haven't had them yet. I couldn't believe how good they were. I honestly couldn't. Either. They had some that were just like milk. French toast donuts now. Well, I guess we're gonna huh? go back to Lamplight Lounge. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, some reservations opened up. Had, they have Bailey's on. It has Bailey's. All right. Oh, all right. Okay. Let's go to let's go to Lamplight. Okay. I hope that sufficed. Okay, where was I going? Tiffy Luna. Oh, no, wait. We're this in the is news. news. We're, We're in the news. Because of Fantasmic, right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a mess. I assume they'll work it out. I wonder if... Are they going to give up and do a virtual queue? I honestly can't tell yet. 
because they it seems like they expanded the amount of dining reservation like seating right. and then all of the old sort of virtual queue area of course has become standby and then in the back of new orleans square now that they flattened everything that's also your standby area which mm. really sucks if you're there because no longer it's no longer elevated so your view is more obscured as it was before i did see that the the reasoning was it was like a few small elevated platforms where the person in the front is great and then everyone else is just standing behind a crowd anyway. Yeah. There is a slight slope. There to, is. Yeah. So I don't know. And now you can technically stand behind, quote unquote, those areas and there is there aren't people obstructing you. Yes. I'm sure they ended up with a little more. Then there's no stairs. But really it was, one, it's probably way easier to get through there. Yeah. Two, easier for wheelchairs to get anywhere. Very much so. And three... You can just shove more people in there, yeah. Which is where we're at with Disneyland because it is <laughs> so small. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. That we're in a we'll see mode with everything yeah. Yeah, right now. Really Once Pirates opens, when does Pirates open? I thought it was going to open with Fantasmic. No, they they put in. There was a point where it stopped saying closed in uh -huh. the app, but we're never sure. It's like rumored to be end of July. Well, it's kind of like the like the sub. Yeah, it's like they just keep pushing and pushing and pushing it. Yeah, so I don't know. Ready? Do you do you have some? I am trying to look it up right now. But it's I not announced, know. and you know, know they announce everything now. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a no see register article probably a couple months from now. Yeah, July first apparently. Yeah, oh. July first. We'll okay. see. We'll see. That's another month. So. Not that that affects Fantasmic. If anything, it adds more capacity to the park and yeah. more people seeing Fantasmic. But you can go on during Fantasmic, which is the best time. Okay, next headline, a lock with too many keys. Magic keys are no longer for sale. <laughs> Straight up. Existing key holders can renew later this summer. Hold on, let me read the very specific thing they said, which sounds sketch. Where, did, where, did, where was this announced? On their blog or... I I may have been like a little like a media release because okay. I know I saw Scott Gustin yeah, Gustin 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 but I, he said he also spoke to Disneyland and they gave him a comment so oh uh, this summer yeah this is like press release stuff this summer we will offer current Magic key holders who are in the renewal window an opportunity to renew into one of several passes available in the program. We will share details about renewals at a later date. Yeah, that that that's worded very specific. Passes in the program? Yeah, one of several passes. Does that mean... Also, they're saying passes? Come on. They're magic key passes. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Yeah. If you say keys, people are going, what are the keys? Why don't I have a key? You know, it's just... So, it says one of. Does that mean you get a choice or you're stuck in yours? Two, several passes. Are they killing a pass? Are they killing Dream? I'm pretty sure they are. I it's just the issue of now that there's that that lawsuit that's happening, um, and just the availability and the constant constant ringing of the crowd of just I can't get in. Um, I I think it is one of those things of just because the lack of availability, they might need to go down to those those lower passes. They might also just increase the prices on those lower passes so there's less availability. They're definitely higher. I definitely think they're going to increase prices. Yeah, they, they always they significantly would. this time. Yeah, I think it's yeah. going to be like four hundred more if there's a dream key for that yeah. one. It'll go straight to eighteen forty nine, fifty or nineteen forty nine. 
So is free parking going to be a thing of the past? I don't, I think they'll always leave that one. If, if they're going to take anything away, it wouldn't be that because that's not hurting them. I mean, I know they can make the 30, yeah. but the parking isn't affecting the capacity, the reservations. They haven't even filled up Pixar Pals and Toy Story. See, we've mentioned a lot. They used to run out of all the parking everywhere. They used to, and yeah. now they, they haven't been. Yeah, so I don't think that is on the chopping block. I also wonder, could it be Dream Keys, renewal only, or who knows? Yeah. Or can you just not upgrade? You know, like, Oof. I don't know. Might be stuck. We'll, again, we'll see. But basically, they want to delay the price increase announcement to yeah. the last moment possible the day before renewals go up, I'm sure. So I have a question. Yeah. Did you get new glasses? Yes, I did. Oh, I like them. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I tried something. Oh, I was, I've been looking at you, and I'm like, what's different? The glasses. Yeah. They, they're like, oh, they have a gradient. I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's see it. They didn't have them. They had pink ones with a gradient. <laughs> they looked all right. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, Reban? Yeah, yeah. Always. Yeah. They're surprisingly the cheapest name brand. Are they really? Yeah. They're Luxottica 100, 100 bucks for the frame. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were on Luxottica.com, and they're like, do you want Prada, Ray-Ban, Oakley, yeah. Boss? Uh, who knows what's next? I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a Logan Paul brand. <laughs> Are they still a thing? Uh, okay, and our final headline: All these news drops on Tuesdays. We did a we did a good job. SoCal scum. Two SoCal tickets are announced for this summer, between Earth June thirteenth through September fifteenth. You can visit Disneyland Monday through Thursday, one park per day for eighty three dollars per day, or Monday through Sunday, which is all the days, for a hundred dollars a day. For one park per day. And for either one, you can add park hopper for $60 total to either one. Doesn't matter which one. Is this a I'm sorry for canceling passes? Essentially. Okay. There well, has to be a relation here. So someone tweeted, forgot their name, tweeted at Scott Gustin. Hey, and Scott Gustin was like, Yeah, you know, you're right. Like, you know, he's not a fear monger. He just yeah. he just says things or he just reports. The Enchant and Imagine Keys, starting a few days from now, cannot go to any park. They're blocked. They're blocked until the end of August. And the reservations are taken up until that point. So it's probably bet Like, the prices are going to go up anyway. They don't want people to lock in the price. But those people can't go anyway. Like, their pass is over, huh? No, because August 25th. Is when the renewal was, and it's always twentieth, twenty first, where they can come back. So they got a few couple. But if few, they're booked already, no, I mean, like the next few days are booked. Oh, and then okay. they're blocked. Okay. So basically, they don't want to sell a pass, and then even more people are like, I can't go. I just bought this. It's like, well, it's blocked. Well, I didn't check. We told you to check. Well, I just I hate pop ups. That, I mean, just, that makes a lot of sense. So it makes a lot of sense. I think it's a win win for them. They mm-hmm. can get rid of the passes for now, right? Stop adding capacity. No one gets mad. And, you know, it's just like, hey, you can't go anyway. Also, now that you're disappointed, here are some tickets. Here are some tickets if you're blocked for the last two months of your pass. Yeah. These deals aren't that bad, but all that means is it's going to be a busy summer. These tic- People are really jumping on these ticket deals. Yeah, And this they really is are. not a high price. So $83 comes out to what? Yeah, it, they never say how much the whole thing costs. $249. It is more than it was before, though. That Monday oh, it was slightly like, more. Yeah, it was like 65 a day, 68 a day. Something yeah, like that. because yeah. it was 199 exactly. 
Got it. Okay. It used to be fifty dollars to upgrade to a park hopper. Now mm. it's sixty. Mm. Okay. They're they're getting their nickels and dimes. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. So the the crowds are unrelenting. These 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 tickets just really push up those weekday crowds. Monday through Thursday is like crazy now. Yeah. Uh a like I said, a cast member at Carnation said Sundays are their least busy day. So but now they've got this extra ticket in there. Mm-hmm. So, like I keep saying, we will see, we will see, we will see. So, it is finally time for our Big Thunder topic of the week. Star Wars Celebration. So, Star Wars Celebration took place in Anaheim, uh, as it did for like a few years, right? I think it bounces back between here and the East Coast, right? I Orlando, think, yes. Yeah, it's been in Orlando a few times. So it just happened. A lot of, a lot of news came out about just Star Wars in general. A about, lot of news. About the parks, about some Lucasfilm, right? Mm-hmm. So we got a lot to cover. Uh, first up, though, next year, it's going to Europe. Well, that's crazy. Europe. Yeah. England, it's England, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's interesting. Maybe an excuse to go to England. I'm, I'm not going to a convention. Let's talk about let's talk about conventions first. Mm-hmm. I'm a con man. You're. <laughs> I'm also a con man. Yeah. Yes. Hey. I uh, am not. Yeah. I I've been to PlayStation Experience twice. It is a lot of waiting in line. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of crowds. Crowds don't like scare me. They don't give me anxiety. I just like don't. Like, I don't. I don't need this. You know, like. But I get it. It's like, I, I saw some videos. There's some super fans. Oh like yeah. People. Oh yeah. People go crazy over everything, and that's great. Uh, Freddie, just on overall con stuff, how'd you feel? I actually really enjoyed. This was my first Star Wars celebration. Star Wars okay. celebration only comes around to Anaheim every once in a while. As you're mentioning, it next it goes to Europe. It's not the first time it's going to Europe in general. It was oh, in okay. Germany at one point too. Ooh. So celebration just jumps all around the world and all around the country as well. They had one in Chicago back in 2019. That was the last one. I think I'm lumping it with D23. Yes. So my bad. And D23, I'm going to definitely talk about that. D23 and Star Wars Celebration are two very different conventions. Okay. Star Wars Celebration started before Disney bought Lucasfilm. So Star Wars Celebration has been around for a good long time, and it's a fan-driven convention. So it aligns up a little bit more with sort of the Comic-Con type atmosphere. Yeah, you know, Kind of like WonderCon if you've been to that. Mm -hmm. But it's a lot more controlled. So it's like taking the chaos and the randomness of something like WonderCon mm-hmm. um, and bringing that up in terms of scale, but also giving it a little bit more order. And yes, there's plenty of chaos and plenty of problems, but it felt so much more fan-driven and earnest, mm-hmm. where D23 can feel a lot more corporate and cool. Got it. Um, got it, got it. And, and part of that really has to do with when you're at D23, there are no fan panels. There, there are very really? few. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. So D23 is not as much as it is a fan event. Yeah. It is completely controlled by Disney as a corporation, and they have so much to talk about and so much to cover that they don't really have the time for this mm. person's little podcast getting time in this room or being able to cover some niche topic. So who owns Star Wars Celebration? Star Wars Celebration is run, I believe, by Lucasfilm. But it's or, like, hey, we'll work with the community. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot more like that. And 
it is one of those things where the fan community of Star Wars can feel so divisive and separate. Yeah. But then I go to Star Wars Celebration and it's like everyone's united. That's so cool. And even if, you know, this person likes this branch of Star Wars or this person likes this mm -hmm. and they don't necessarily get along in terms of I think this is better than this, it doesn't really matter. We all throw that out of the way and we're all just here as Star Wars fans. And we're here for all of the laughs and all of the, the goofiness that yeah. is involved in that. Dude, I've, I've been going to cons since pretty much we graduated high school. Like I've done Animex for I think like 10 years in a row minus COVID. Uh, That's 2011 for everyone. Yeah. Comic-Con, uh, I think I went six years in a row. Jeez. Uh, WonderCon, I've been to twice. Um, just a bunch of little conventions in there. But I've never seen anything like Celebration. Like from all the posts that I saw, it looked like a great convention. It was. Yeah. It, it was so well done. Um, there, there are definitely its own individual problems. Um, mm -hmm. It runs on a reservation service. So, well, first of all, before you even get to the convention... You you get your badges, you activate them online, you elect, okay, I want to go to this, I want to go to the Lucasfilm panel, I want to find that's, out what's going really on. Cool. Yeah. And then it puts you into a lottery. So you elect which panels you want to go to and say, well, I'm not interested in, you know, this games panel. So I'll just leave that open. Somebody else can get that. Um, and then you're entered into a lottery and then you randomly will win a certain slot. I so. love that. I absolutely love that. There were so many, I think a Rick and Morty panel I went to, and I was, I'm not, I mean, I like, I love Rick and Morty, but. Not like that, you know? Yeah. I waited a solid like 15, 16 hours mm -hmm. to get into that one Wait, panel. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's Comic Con. You go to Hall H. Oh, good luck, dude. Good luck. You're waiting like three days, four days sometimes. How does that work? You just sleep there. No. Yeah. That's that has happened with D23 too. I have done D twenty three where you just don't go home. Yeah. That you were there the entire convention and you just you're at the end of the day and I you just go downstairs and you lie down on the hall floor and you wait for the next day. And that concrete floor in Holly <laughs> is terrible. It is the worst. Uh, I don't really like the Anaheim Convention Center that much. Yeah. It, you know, they've started doing some retrofitting. They added in new halls that they utilized this year for oh, yeah? the Mandalorian experience and the Celebration State uh, store. And it was actually quite nice. Nice. Um, nice. But but yeah, again, before you get to the convention, you're electing, okay, I want to go to these panels. I want to do these things. Yeah. You randomly win it. So this year um, I managed to get the Lucasfilm panel and the Mandal Mando Plus panel. So there was Mandalorian and everything else coming to Disney Plus. That's so cool. Um, which awesome. is fantastic compared to, you know, D23 where I have to wait and hopefully I make it into this panel and I don't know whether I will or not. And, and then there's a stampede. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I hope that more conventions take that lottery approach. I really like that. That that idea is so cool. Yeah, that that does sound not as bad. Yeah. Um cuz <clears throat> I I mean, when I did PlayStation, PlayStation's huge, but it's such a like really specific thing. It's very niche. Because there are many people who have PlayStations. Mhm. Mm there are very few people, not very few, but there are way less, fewer people who like seeing the PlayStation logo and like the symbols on clothes. You know, it's like, it's a totally different thing. It's, you know, Star Wars or Star Wars. Like, if you like Star Wars, it means, even if you like different parts of Star Wars, it always means the same thing. If you're a fan of Star Wars, you're a fan of Star Wars. Like, there is no, I only do this or that or the other thing. I'm interested to see D23 this year because... Like last time I was at Comic-Con, big Marvel announcements happened. You know, big Star Wars announcements happened. Uh, one year that I went was the year Star Wars Episode 7 was coming out. And J.J. Abrams came up on stage and said, hey, everyone, we're taking everyone in Hall H right now to a concert on a peninsula in the water. And we're giving everyone lightsabers, Carrie Fisher, Mark, Hamm every single Star Wars person was there. 
And uh, without a big Star Wars and Marvel presence at Comic-Con, they're going to push that to D23. So I'm hoping we see some more, you know, that kind of stuff that I really loved about Comic-Con. Oh, I Comic -Con. guarantee it. I yeah. guarantee it. How long? Okay, I know comics, superheroes, Comic-Con, whatever. But Marvel. It's a big one. No, are they going to do their own? It's possible. I can't imagine people would not go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they'll probably get more casuals in there who don't know what they're doing at a convention. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of like all the people like, oh, you know, Coachella's really tiring. Did you know that? It's like, yeah, it's, it's a music festival. Mm -hmm. That's what they're all like. But uh, yeah, that's sounds sounds not as bad. Although I did see, did you wait three hours for something? Yeah. So um, <laughs> on day one, uh, they had the Lucasfilm panel. And at the very end of it, they announced a surprise addition to the convention. No one knew about this ahead of time. You found out, okay, I'm here. And wait, there's this thing that they're doing called the Mandalorian experience. They uh, took that's... the props, the animatronics, the vehicles, everything that we love about Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. And it was put into the basement of the new addition to the convention center. So you oh, waited in this queue and it was like going to a science museum or something like that. If you've ever been to a making of Star Wars type exhibit, it was like that, but on steroids. So in the center of this whole rounded pavilion was the Naboo Starfighter from Book of Boba Fett that now is going to be Mandalorian ship. Nice. Mandalore's, you know. Ah, the Mandalorian ship. So it was actually taken from the set. They are using that prop, that ship in season three and they took it from the That's studio cool. and they put it there and inside the dome was an animatronic baby yoda who was just there oh, constantly waving to you just moving around looking at everybody yeah. they had a huge bantha there that you could look at and everything so it was, it was worth the time but it did take three hours to get into it the demand was huge three hours acceptable you in know my what? opinion i will say at least about i wouldn't have wait i don't wait three hours for anything mm -hmm. but that's me yeah. but i also get this because that is an actual experience where, you know, I get wanting to be there for panels. You see it firsthand, you cheer, whatever. I can go watch the panels now. I could have watched the panels then. Yeah. I can't walk up to a Naboo Starfighter. Yeah. You know, I can't walk up to a Bantha. That is, that is very cool. That Starfighter is so cool looking, by the way. Oh, yeah. it's amazing. So that's, that's like reflection. Oh, it's so cool. And John Favreau and Dave Filoni were popping up in that experience all weekend. Long. I saw that. And he would show up and he would, low, you know, people are taking photos and he would jump in there. Yeah. He would talk to everyone and he would be there for hours interacting. I mean, part of it is probably to make sure no one touches or ruins any of the props because they are screen used and they do need to be used on the show. But it, it was that sort of environment where you're like, wow, you're really trusting the fans with this. I'm so happy that Dave Filoni has such a big involvement now in the oh, whole yes. Star Wars brand. Like seeing what he... Avatar Last Airbender is one of my favorite shows ever. And it's like, I feel like Dave Filoni has such a big part of that. Clone Wars, I like I said, I've seen a big chunk of it. Everyone talks about Clone Wars to this, like, so this, everyone loves him, right? And then have somebody who knows lore as well as he do he does. Like, that's just, I'm, I'm so happy that he's, mm -hmm. like, has that creative role inside of the the inside of star wars now and, and we'll get to we'll get especially to more of like him and what he had to say mm -hmm. during uh, the mando plus panel he had so much that was like just the insight into the building of the mandalorian and going from animation yeah. into live action but i did want to note real quick something a little that was a little bit funny on the lucasfilm panel uh you can't actually watch that they didn't 
film that or, uh, or stream okay. it or anything. But Dave Filoni was definitely uh, buzzed. I saw that. I saw. It was, it was quite entertaining to see him <laughs> like kind of just stumble in a little bit of back yeah. and forth on stage. Um, it was funny. Kathleen Kennedy went backstage and, and came out to introduce him. And she was wearing his hat because <laughs> he was probably like just lying there, like taking a <laughs> nap, just picks up the hat, puts it on, walks on stage. And we're like, that's Filoni's hat. Like, yeah. What's going on here? They were just all goofing off. They were all having a great weekend. Um, and it was it was really worth going. I do recommend Star Wars Celebration. Um, my girlfriend went all four days and she was like, that's a bit much. But the fact that she you know, was kind of at her limit, but then right afterwards, it's like, wait, it's in Europe. All right. You know, what are the tickets like? When it, <laughs> when, when's this, the fact that she was excited to go again just yeah. meant so much to me. And I really enjoyed myself. That's great. That's great. So let's, let's start getting into what was announced. Uh, we could just go in this order because it doesn't really matter. I'm sure it'll all bleed into. I totally forgot that I was going to watch this trailer. I completely forgot too. But that's okay. Yeah. Because there's a lot to talk about anyway. Andor premieres on Disney Plus on August 31st. I didn't know it was this soon. Yeah. And it yeah. is supposedly going to be two seasons. And each one, or at least the first one, 12 episodes. A real good, season good, good, good. of television. Or at least in the post-writer's strike age. Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't know what that is, uh, get your parents' permission before listening to Trammon. Uh Let's see. <laughs> It is not using stagecraft. I thought that was very interesting. So stagecraft is the volume, the the big screen that they film Mando on. They said they haven't used it at all. So this is very practical. Well, you know, it's probably lots of CG too. But I'm excited. I found that interesting. It's it feels almost grittier. Yeah, already. you can tell if you pull up the trailer for Andor and you pull up the trailer for The Mandalorian, you know, season two. You can tell the differences in mm. terms of how you are shooting. Mm. The, the set work that's used, the extras, the amount of extras you need, mm -hmm. the very feel of the film or of the show feels more like a movie than something like Mandalorian or cool. even Kenobi that just came out where you can tell, okay, they're limited in terms of space. Right. Here's as far as the set goes. Sometimes it's very well hidden. Even if you watched um, The Batman, The Batman was actually filmed on a volume as well uh, for the that's most right. part. Right. And so when you watch that, you know, you're like, okay, this is a movie and they're actually pulling it off. Sometimes they don't. And so with Andor seeing the fact that they aren't using stagecraft as much as it is a fantastic tool and helps us explore star Wars in ways that weren't possible beforehand. You can tell that Andor is getting a certain amount of attention that wouldn't exist otherwise. And I I'm so glad they already announced, okay, we're doing a second season. There yeah. might even be more. It really, it can go as far as they want. I think it, it's 10 years before rogue one or something like uh, they that. Got time. And they, they're getting, time I remember now. in rogue one, he specifically says, that he's killed people in the past. Yes. Like, I was like, whoa, that, that's, that is gritty. That is yeah. gritty. And we always talk about how great of a movie Rogue One is. That's you my know? favorite Star Wars movie. It, it is most people's favorite Star Wars movie. It's so film. good, dude. It's yeah. so good. And then that you get the Darth Vader scene. Oh, it's mm -hmm. so many good things. Yeah. I mean, shout out to Diego Luna, man. Like, he actually, he, he was on stage and he was talking. Oh, gosh, what a man. But he was really doing a great job in terms of expressing okay, this is where this character's at. And he used to be more hopeful and more idealistic. And what you were going to watch is his slow transformation into the man we see in Rogue One where he will kill somebody if it means getting the job done. That, you know, that darkness in terms of the rebellion not being as light as it used to be or, or you know, it, it seems all great and hopeful. But then you look behind the curtain, you're like, well, it actually might take a little bit of dirt in order to get the job done, yeah, in order to so actually cool. accomplish the mission. Yeah, and K2SO is... Great character too. Oh, I'm man. sure we're gonna get yeah. that the first time that K2SO yeah. <laughs> enters yeah. the picture. We are going to experience that. 
Yeah, I think what I... I don't actually know how many episodes Kenobi is going to be. I know it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think it's six. Yeah, I believe they already it's six did episodes two. as well. They've already done two. And doing another one tonight. The third one's tonight. It's, it's oh, wait, not it's moved to Wednesday? Yeah. Yes. I don't like that yeah. because I don't want to watch it on Wednesday. Yeah. It feels like a bigger deal. On than, a Friday? What was the last one we saw? What was the last show? A Book of Boba Fett. What was the last Disney Plus show? Moon Knight. Oh, Moon Knight. Yeah, Moon Knight. Moon Knight is... It doesn't feel as high stakes as Obi Wan, even though I know what like it's in between many other Star Wars stories. By the way, shouldn't it just been called Kenobi? Not I think Obi Wan Kenobi. I think it's because they already did Solo. They're doing Andor. Uh, They're doing Ahsoka. It's like (laughs) yeah. Now it's uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. I don't. It doesn't really matter what it's called. We know what it is. you just see the Star Wars intro and you're like, okay, I know, I know what's going on here. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it a little bit without spoilers at the end. Uh, but I think there's one last card. Is it only going to be one season? Do we know? Kenobi is going to be one season. They might spin things out of it, but as far as I know, it is a singular yes. story. Yeah, I think um, they're putting that it's a limited series. Yes, it a is cool. a limited series. Yeah. Yeah, they made it very clear about that. Um, during the Lucasfilm panel, that was another surprise. Um, and similar as you were talking earlier, when you're at one of these conventions, you manage to get into a big live action panel. You get into, you know, whatever else. Sometimes you win stuff. Sometimes you yeah. get a prize. Most often it's just, here's your poster. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Um, and this time it was like, oh, you get you got this wristband. Well, guess what? You can come back to the room you were watching it in and get the premiere of Obi-Wan. So I got to watch Obi-Wan Kenobi with almost a thousand other fans God, that's so in it, cool. in, like watching it in 4k on a, on a projection screen yeah. where, you know, I might just watch it at home, you know, mm-hmm. in bed or something like that. So it's a very different experience watching well, it with a thousand fans screaming and freaking out I, every moment. I love that stuff. So this is where we always disagree. Yeah. So he loves like Marvel opening night, everyone's screaming, cheering, whatever. Dude, when, when I saw Endgame, you know, oh. everyone just crying. Oh. Yeah. You know, oh, that was great. As for me, I open Apple TV. <laughs> All right. And then I see the Dolby Vision logo pop. I'm like, yeah, let's go. I got my Atmos Atmos speaker. I'm like, all right, close the blinds. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, so, so do you okay. ever notice the awkward pauses where it's like you pause, pause for effect? Pause for the applause <laughs> of the fans? Do you ever notice Captain that? America with Thor's hammer just like this? You know? that, just wait for a second. I, give, it, give it a second. I see that every time I go on Scott Gustin's Twitter because he has that pinned <laughs> oh, with, yeah. with the applause and everything. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, he just does that slow look up like, yeah. like oh, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, I'm holding yeah. Mjolnir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, clap for me. So, yeah, Andor, <laughs> Andor looks great. I... I'm like excited for this one. I don't yes. know why. Me too. I think it's just because I know we're going to see characters that are just from everything else because Star Wars is an entire galaxy that's like everyone's always on the same planet at the same time. Yeah. But he is only in Rogue One and that's like the end of his story. And he is not in anything else. So I think it's like really cool that it's just like here's this other it's what I always want just this other Star Wars thing going on out in the galaxy. Like, yeah, it it has to do with the Rebels, I'm sure, and all that kind of stuff. But it's still, hey, just this this other story in Star Wars. That's not the Skywalkers. And that's not on Tatooine. Yeah, and that's not on Tatooine. Exactly. (laughs) Diego Luna talked about it as being like the people's Star Wars, like thing where it's like, it's all about the people rising up and learning Mm -hmm. how to resist against oppression. Mm -hmm. That's great. I can't wait. So Mandalorian season three confirmed for february 2023 and john favreau 
dropped that he's doing a season four of something. So possibly there will be four seasons. Because he confirmed he is writing season four of Mandalorian as we speak. Because there are some rumors that they were going to yeah. end it at three because mm. there were people didn't like each other. I don't know how much I believe those, but so we do have that. But this is absolutely confirmed. Uh, I didn't really. Was there much else announced about this? So, it, well, the problem is if you weren't at the convention, you didn't get to see anything. So Mandalorian season three, they they confirmed, OK, it's here in February. They showed us a about a minute long trailer on uh, on thir- on Thursday. Yes, Thursday um, on the first day of the convention. But then on the Mando Plus panel, they actually showed a full almost three minute trailer uh, to the audience. They, they showed it twice and both times the crowd was going nuts. They, they showed all these different, you know, places in Star Wars that we haven't experienced before, really building up the hype of we're going to go to Mandalore this season. We're going to experience it. The very last shot of this trailer is flying out of the clouds in Mando's starship and seeing the wrecked out hole of the Mandalorian like capital city. So it's like the dome, but it's shattered. It's been nuked out. Everything's destroyed. All of Mandalorian is just all of Mandalore is just a burning wasteland. No one is left. Okay. Is Mandalore the name of the planet or the system or both Mandalore, I believe is it's the system and it is the planet itself. And then the moons actually have their own names. Okay. And Satine is from one of the moons because it's always like Satine of something. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because that's where death watch was, which is where she, no, she, it says Satine of, and it starts with a K. I think there's a V in there. Kevlar. No, it's close though. Let's see. I, I need to brush up on my Mandalore. That canon. moon was Concordia? Concordia, yes. Yeah, but uh, Satine... It's crazy how uh, relevant Clone Wars is now. It is... Well, the the very <laughs> fact that this, like, the Mandalorian actually comes out of Clone Wars mm. almost directly. So before Jon Favreau had approached Dave Filoni to make this live action, the Mandalorian, I guess, was originally, or at least the idea of doing stories about Mandalorians mm. was something that was going to be the next animated series. Got it. it was going to be something that Dave Filoni was working on. And then John Favreau was like, wait a second, let's let's bring you into live action. Let's have this conversation of how can we bring this to the next level? And that's how this is all started. And um, if you think, you know, Clone Wars is important, you need to watch Rebels too, because Ahsoka is also going to, we're, we're going to talk more about that, but Ahsoka is literally the continuation of Rebels. Yeah. Man, I need to get on this. I need to get on the yeah, Rebels. Yeah, so... It's it's Satine of Kalevala, which is a planet in the Mandalore. Close system. to Kevlar. It's yeah. very close. Uh, so yeah, I started. Here's what happened. I bought Jedi Fallen Order, started playing it. Did you really? I want to start playing it. Oh, I played. I bought it a long time ago mm. when it came out, and then I I was like reading all the lore because it's Star Wars, right? And I see, uh, something about Dathomir, and then I look up Dathomir, and it says Asaz Ventress. I'm like, Clone Wars. <laughs> And then I just immediately stopped playing and started watching Clone Wars and then stopped watching Clone Wars because it's annoying to watch going back and forth with all these chronological thing. Mm. And now I'm in too deep. I have to go chronological. But I'm like season three or something like that, end of season three. But anyways, yeah, it fills in a lot. There's a lot. And so I'm going to do Clone Wars and then Fallen Order. Let me know watch. when you start playing Fallen Order. I want to play. And it's on PS5 now. It's got yeah. the upgrade and then so on and so on. Uh, but it's oh, right. If you are not going to watch all of Clone Wars, uh, you can DM Tramon. I'll send you this thing, or you can look it up. The UK Disney Plus said which episodes 
of Clone Wars you can watch. It's only like five episodes from three different seasons that you need to watch, which is probably a little spoilery of what characters are going to show up. Wait, for what? For Kenobi. For Kenobi. Yeah. Wait, you need Clone Wars for Kenobi? Yeah. To Kenobi is about... Or Clone Wars is about Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the clone veteran thing. Yeah. As far as I understand it, you know, they made Obi-Wan Kenobi, they made this show without regard necessarily for the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars episodes that they're referring to are more like add background, add you know, to the drama where it's like the suffering that he's been through, all of the yeah. emotional attachments and everything. But really it's, you, you've you watched the original, you know, you've watched one and two and three. You've watched the prequels. You can watch Obi-Wan. Yeah. You don't really need to get into Clone Wars that much. All Clone Wars really does, at least what it did for me, was when you see anything relating to clones in Obi-Wan, it's like you know that like emotion mm. yeah. and that attachment the and way that connection you. he had. Yeah. So... Okay, this one, I believe, is this animated? Star Wars Skeleton Crew, starring Jude Law. Uh, so Star Wars Skeleton sure Crew, uh, Jude Law, of course, is is the big star that they're attaching to it. Um, I forget the name of the director, but he's the John Watts, the director of Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming and everything. He was going to direct Fantastic Four. He left Fantastic Four to do Skeleton Crew. So he pitched it to Lucasfilm and they approved it. It is a live action series that's going to be filmed and created. Um, I forget. I don't believe they. I believe they said that it's set during the same time as the Mandalorian and Ahsoka and everything like that. So it's all part of the. I mean, if you if you really want to understand what's happening here, it's Lucasfilm borrowing from the Marvel playbook. Right. Similar to the MCU, the fact that it has this timeline that's continuing forward and allowing things to cross over and weave back and forth. That is what we are experiencing with the Mandalorian and with Ahsoka and now Skeleton Crew. Um, Skeleton Crew also was basically pitched as um, kind of like Stranger Things in Space. Mm. They're saying this is very Spielbergian. It's very much like, okay, we're finding this this spaceship. We're crash landing on this planet. We're going to investigate this stuff. But it's uh, it's going to have a cast of like 10 or 12-year-old like kids. Got but it, it is it. not a show necessarily for kids. Got it. So yeah. again, like think Stranger Things. Think we will deal with mature subject matter. Sure, kids can watch it, but this is going to be more for everyone rather than a specific demographic. I heard Kathleen Kennedy, I think, came out with a with a quote saying that they're going to focus more on persistent storytelling. Yes, in Star Wars, as opposed to what I don't know what movies are considered, but you know, like epics, like big yeah. movies. So they're going to do focus more on this, which I think is definitely the way to go. You yeah. know, this is the way for Star Wars st- storytelling. That's why everyone loves Clone Wars so much. Mm-hmm. That's why everyone loves Rebels. I mean, you have time to flesh out these characters. And worlds. Yes. Like, I think really? about People it sometimes. Like no, no, no. Like, flesh out the worlds. Oh, like, oh. I, I, I sit there and watch Clone Wars, right? And I see them going, like... I mean, a lot of it is on Coruscant. You could tell they reuse some things because mm-hmm. it's a lot of animation. But it's like, hey, they're, like, going through these hallways and city yeah. streets and back alleys. And it's like, you're fleshing out... And like they're on this random planet and then in this other place in this planet and then they go back to it in the mines or whatever. And it's like, yeah, it's really fleshing out. And that's Star Wars is about the world, too. Like it's it's so everything is foreign. You know, it's like you have all this crazy technology, but like everything is a crappy hologram. Yeah. Yeah. What was that other Star Wars show called? That's what I thought that was called for a second. It was Clone Wars. Rebels and then resistance. 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 There you go. Okay. Yeah. So so Kimmy's trying to catch up with things. And now that you said Stranger Things 
Star Wars. I think she's in. So, <laughs> yeah. So let me know. Uh, I am not watching Stranger Things, and I will not. It's. I can't. Someone said this on Reddit a long time ago, and I can't unsee it or unhear no, it. No, don't tell me. No, 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 no. It's you've heard this. Stranger Things is edgy Spielberg children, and I'm like, I don't care for Spielberg children, but I'll probably watch this because it's Star Wars. It's, yeah, yeah, and I'm not. People are like, oh, you really like Star Wars? And I'm like, I like Star Wars. As in, I am very interested in it. I'm invested, whatever. And like, oh, so do you have this? Do you have that? I'm like, I don't like, I don't, I don't own a lightsaber. Although I'm very tempted by one of the Obi-Wan ones. Mm. And I figured out what's going on. It has two ends to it. Yes. Because they keep showing the skinny one. Mm. Like, ah, sick. It's it's accurate. And then you see the fat one when it's lit up. And I'm like, does it screw off? It does. Yeah. So I'm thinking about that one. Although now it's like, is the legacy better than the Hasbro? People say sometimes they are and sometimes they switch. It, just as a quick tangent, uh, if you are getting the Hasbro ones, they're going to be slightly more accurate. Oh. They're, they're going to have a few more effects potentially. Mm. But the blade is not as easily replaceable. So I would say no, if you if you are actually going to take your lightsaber and you are going to duel with your friend or brother, <laughs> uh, as I have done in the past, then you might want to be you might want to get the Disney ones yeah. just because it's God. so easy to just, okay, for like 50 bucks, I can just go pick up another blade and replace it. And the, the hilt is fine. And the Disney one has the legacy briefcase looking thing. Yeah. The, the presentation is a part of it. And it's a horizontal stand. I know the Hasbro is the vertical stand. Yes. Okay. Before, before you do anything though, I do recommend. So Savi's, this is another announcement. I don't believe that we have this uh, listed, but Savi's is going to have new saber sets. For every single of the four like groups that they Got have. It. So they showed off, okay, the, the dark side one is getting this new one and it has wires on it that you can put on. So kind of like Kylo Ren's saber. Mm-hmm. So my recommendation is wait for those and actually do the Savi's experience I've, as your introduction into getting to, I now have a lightsaber in my hand because it is worth I did it with him for that. So he built the saber yeah, and really. I was there. That's enough for me. And, and now it's like, I don't, I, I barely want a lightsaber. So I don't want my own lightsaber. I'd rather have like Obi-Wan's lightsaber. Like I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any other character's lightsaber I would want. Just, just, I've seen one. I I really like Obi-Wan. Yeah. uh, And it's probably because of the prequels. Like Luke is cool, but I've never been like this Luke guy. Mm. Uh, And I've always liked blue. You know, yeah. so like the blue lightsaber. So you want to wait though for that because the, the Kenobi one that they're coming out with is the new like, it's the show version, I guess, compared mm-hmm. to they've had a previous Kenobi one that right. I, I they don't sell anymore. Um, that was like his original saber. Now this one is like it it looks more aged, like it's probably been in the sand of Tatooine. Uh, it's, it's pretty great, but yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm not the pre order sold out already for the Disney Did they? one. Oh, yeah, okay. but you can get the hat. You can pre order the Hasbro one like at GameStop. Yep. Wow, like so I'm sure it's everywhere. But their stuff is high quality. Yes, and I'm not. You know, I'd be one of those close enough people like oh, this, uh, this one knurled piece is like, a little, <laughs> like it's, that's okay, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I, you know, you, you see, I have all those micro fighters over there. Like oh, I yeah. like Star Wars. I've got the galaxy's edge art up there and, uh, my, my flower vase is the yub nub mug, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm in, but not enough to go to celebration like that kind of thing. I don't know, but I've got RJ to tell me anything I don't know. Okay, so Jude Law, cool dude, whatever. Um, Dumbledore. Whatever. We just don't know anything. 
He's Dumbledore, and now he's yeah. going to be the leader of another group of kids. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> he's found his niche. He's Hook. He's Dumbledore. <laughs> oh, my God. He is Hook, huh? He is That's Hook, right. Yeah. That's so weird. It's just, it's just him and a bunch of kids. I don't, yeah. I don't know. There you go. So there is a look like, I think it was like six part or something like that. Imagineering story style. Yes. Docu series called Light and Magic mm-hmm. about ILM, Industrial Lights and Magic, yes. which uh, was the special effects studio created by George Lucas for Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. And then Disney started using them, and then Disney bought them, and yep. now they're like for hire too. Like other yes. other studios use them. Like sometimes I'll see that Disney special effects were not done by ILM, and yep. it's like okay, they must have been doing something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably haven't watched it, but I told you to. The uh, Lucas. No, I haven't watched it yet. No, what's the Apple Skywalker thing? Sound? Yeah. The Apple YouTube channel has a Skywalker Sound documentary, or it's it's a video. It's like twenty something minutes. Amazing, but they do Jurassic Park and stuff too. It's oh, like yeah. it's not just Disney, I, but anyways, I'm excited for this. Be very excited. I love this type of stuff. Imagineering story was like just Chef's Kiss, dude, on Disney Plus content, like. Yeah, I've, I've seen it a few times at this point. I'm slowly rewatching with Kimmy because she yeah. never saw it, but I've seen the whole thing. Uh, we watched like the second one, and she's just like blown away every time. And dude, all that footage, yeah. they have so much, and I'm sure it's gonna be amazing stuff with ILM. In, in comparison to uh, what was the other show called Behind the Attraction? Mm-hmm. That was yeah. they were just doing what YouTube does. Yeah, yeah, and then ripping off YouTube, and then <laughs> doing not a great job. Right now, not so much. So. This seems cool. Was there any anything Lawrence, about it? Lawrence Kasdan is directing it. Um, they had Ron Howard and Joe Johnston and, and some of the other people. Um, some of the people from ILM were there on stage as well. Um, and they made it very clear that this is in the vein of the Imagineering story. Mm. More of a people-focused type documentary. So it's like okay. why these people ended up where they were, why they do the things that they do, less so than this is how it's done. So it's a lot more people focused and, and sort of meant to inspire the next generation of people getting into visual effects. So not um, really focused on Star Wars necessarily. No, right? not at okay. all. It is. It was very much broad. It, it They talked about Jurassic Park. They talked about all of okay. the different things that we we care about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is I feel like it's going to be of the same quality, if not even higher than the Imagineering nice. story. Like this is really well done. Nice, nice. Um, and and the passion behind it and the reasoning behind it is really strong mm-hmm. in that whole like this is going to inspire the next generation. This is going to help like get people into it. Lawrence Kasdan, he was the director of Empire. He was the writer of Empire. Writer of Empire. Writer of Empire okay. Strikes Back. Um, I believe he was involved with the Indiana Jones films as well. Got it. Um, Solo was his, his. Him and his son were the writers on Solo, um, and they were very interested in, in getting that done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh next up, Jedi Survivor was announced, which is the sequel to Fallen Order, uh, a video game. Mm-hmm. So it's the Star Wars Jedi series. Yes. Uh features or circles around Cal Kestis, uh, whose lightsaber is at Doc Ondar's now with mm-hmm. not an orange blade. <laughs> That's <Nope>. fine. Uh <laughs> made yeah. by respawn. Made by respawn mm-hmm. slash EA, who is trying to get purchased now. Might be Disney. No, D- Disney constantly gets in the video games and then regrets it. Yep. They sell every time. Listen, uh, BB-8 Mandarin Oranges is all you need to know <laughs> about how Disney feels. They can just license out everything, have like a final say, and then make way more money than if they just 
now they got to throw people at making video games. They don't, they don't, I think people have now realized it's not easy to make video games. Google couldn't do it. They shut down, like Stadia still works, but they don't have a studio anymore. They, they're like, you know what? You got, it's been two years. It's like, yeah, these, these things take four years to make minimum. But anyways, that's cool. Didn't watch the trailer because I need to play the first one, but I'm sure I'll get spoiled from one of these TV shows because he's definitely going to show up in one of them. Uh, so next up, Young Jedi Adventures, an animated series set during the High Republic era, which is like a monkey's paw for me because I want the High Republic era, but I don't know if I want the Young Jedi. Mm. So what's up about this one? So um, this whole Young Jedi Adventures, um, I believe they said it was it's Disney Junior and Disney Plus. So it is skewing younger. Mm. It is designed specifically for a sort of younger demographic to intro them to Star Wars. Um, But it is part of the High Republic Initiative, which we can get into in a second. Um, But the big part of this that I that I found really fascinating, Young Jedi Adventures is going to partially take place on the Halcyon or at least have episodes that take place on the Halcyon Star Cruiser to get all those little kids excited about the idea of, I want to go on a space cruise, a very expensive wow. space cruise. So genius. Wow. But the best stories that came out of the Halcyon and the Galactic Star Cruiser were kids of the right age for this series who were able to go there and meet these characters, and they believe it's all real, that they're in the Star Wars universe. So to watch a show that convinces them, I want to go do that thing, and then they can go do that thing, is genius yes of course it's corporate synergy right but you you can see exactly how that works where now all i want for christmas is just to go on a hell well there there was that reporter don't remember her name but you know there were a bunch of reporters like yeah it was cool i don't know if i'd pay this much whatever and she was just like listen all you need to know is that my kids were crying because they had to leave yeah that's all anyone needs to know who this is for whatever this is not for you and your friends to go sit and sleep in the cabin no uh because i don't I don't know about you, Freddie, but I know Rain and I know we cannot role play. And definitely for not that long. <laughs> yeah. I can role play. I've never played D&D, but I want to. Like I can role play like that. But like this real life, I am talking to an actor. Can't do it. <laughs> Even characters for us. Yeah. Yeah. So how do, how do you feel about oh, that? Oh, I love that. You do? I love it so much. Okay. Yeah. I, I love the idea of, oh, I can play in this world too. I can God. I can make my own, you know, you can have your own backstory. I'm jealous to tell you the truth. Yeah, we're oh. not we're not like salty like it's not real like we just are unable to suspend that disbelief you know like i got close at the beginning of galaxy's edge yeah and then it it, it's slowly yeah you know like there's less bright suns going on you know Mm -hmm. like we got the restroom sign we got boba fett there yeah we'll we'll get (laughs) there we we are that's that's the last thing Um, we're gonna do i mean i mean just bringing up the idea of all that some of my favorite events that i've gone to that have kind of filled into that space, um, Adventureland Day. So if you go to Adventureland Day, you're dressed up like an explorer and you're there as a group. Some of the guests thought that we were all characters. And for a moment, you feel like, oh, I'm a part of this club and we're going and doing this thing. And then we all go to Trader Sam's together. And that, you know, it's very light on the role play element. Mostly you're just there to have a good time. But it's, you're kind of playing in that realm that when a Jungle Cruise boat looks like it's a boat filled with explorers, Mm -hmm. it, it feels right. Got it. Yeah. So I, I suggest going to the next one of those and kind of. I've done Tiki into it Day, but then I think Tiki Day died. Yeah, dude. We got to do bad stuff. Big enough. No. Oh my god. <laughs> that's that's you. dying too. It's dying. Yes. And then there was a Tiki oh, wow. Land Day. It's like these other people, but yes. I don't think that went. And mm. well, the pandemic. 
it, Tiki Land Day was done by the same people who were doing Adventureland Day. So it was, yeah, sports, it was it. supposed okay. to be an alternative. Um, but yeah, getting back on topic, Young Jedi Adventures, High Republic, uh, High Republic being a huge initiative in terms of you getting interested and invested into it. What you're really waiting for is Acolyte, which they did not talk about during Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, because I someone brought it up I'm like, wait, I know this. Yeah, I know this name. But mm-hmm. it wasn't mentioned in anything. So. And Acolyte is supposed to be at the very end of the High Republic era. So everything in High Republic is going to eventually lead to what happens in Acolyte, presumably. So naturally, they'll release that first and then go backwards. <laughs> just and, just like everything else. Yeah, yeah and then fill yeah. in that backstory. Yeah. Um, they had the three books in a book set, and like a $250 collector book set. At the convention, didn't sell very well, but... Well, it, it appeared to not be selling well, but I think they just had a lot of stock of it. So anyone who wanted it was able to get it, which is great. Um, so they are books. I thought they were like they comics. Are books. They're books, comics, and eventually shows. It, they're building an entire okay. world. Okay. So the point is from the ground up, you can get jump in at either here, we're going to do a TV show. Here, we're going to do books. We might eventually do games as well. But it's to start in a new era so that when you watch it, you're like, or read a book. You don't need to have any pri- you know, prior background. Got There's it. no way they know a Skywalker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that game that's coming out? What game? There's a game like a David Cage game. Oh, oh, something Sun? Uh, Black Suns? No. No, no, that's the Marvel game. Mid- Mid- <laughs> no, that's Midnight Suns. Midnight Suns, yeah. <laughs> What's the... Do you know what I'm talking about, yeah, though? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where it had that ridiculous-looking trailer that Do looked... you know what we're talking about? I know what you're talking about, but I know also that studio has a terrible track record. Oh, yeah. Like that gaming studio is like hated by fans and game industry people. Apparently it's like it's like a misguided hatred. Like their games are good, but it's also I think they don't like. uh, Well, they don't like David Cage. David Cage is very full of himself. Yeah. Now there were accusations, but it didn't go anywhere and they're still in business and stuff. But I think. You know, like the auteur, the auteur status is earned. I think he went in saying, "I'm gonna be an auteur," yeah. and it doesn't work that yeah. way. Okay, no. what's what's the studio called? Right. I'm just gonna look up Remedy. David Cage it's Star Wars, Remedy. but they're still hiring for that. Are they? It's years out. Eclipse. Star Wars Eclipse. Star Wars Eclipse. Ooh. Yeah, Quantic Dream is the studio. Quantic Dream. Thank you. It looked cool, but I don't know. But that's in the High Republic. So. Yeah. So what I, I don't the end of it. What I don't want for things like Star Wars is choice based games. I tell me what the story is. I don't because there <laughs> is a canon and I might not end up with it. Like that, oh, it's not the true ending. I'm like, then what was the point? But yeah. anyways, yeah, High Republic interests me a lot because it is new. Totally different. Yeah. yeah. And it's well, and everything is supposedly new and shiny, you know? It is. So yeah. that sounds it's really the cool. building of the Republic. Like it's it's the Republic at its peak before everything starts falling apart and we just have to reuse what we have. Yeah. So next up, still in the animated thing, Tales of the Jedi, animated shorts. Wasn't this the title? Oh, no. No, no. I'm thinking of the thing that that, that was at Tomorrowland Theater. Path of the Path Jedi. Of the Path Jedi. of the yeah. Jedi. Close. Yep. Tales of the Jedi is a miniseries. It's like... 
okay, we're going to do this moment from Ahsoka's life. We're going to do this moment from Count Dooku's mm. life. Um, it's a sort, a series of short stories that Dave Filoni was writing on the airplane and in his spare time. And he's like, oh, these would be fun. And then I guess his publicist was like, oh, let's just turn this into a show. So now they're making it into an animated show. It's also Dave Filoni's return to animation in terms of, of directing. I believe he's being he's reteaming up with a lot of the old mm. people who worked on Clone Wars with him. So he's getting a chance to kind of go back to his roots, even though he is now a live action director. So it's a like like vignettes almost yes. like here's just this thing that's yeah. it here's done. this thirty minute moment where we're gonna experience this one story from what you know Ahsoka's a child like this is Ahsoka's mother and this is you know this so they're they're filling in little gaps and holes and you know let's tell this story let's tell this moment so prequels yes <laughs> so I th- joking about the prequels but a little bit of a serious thing I have not seen the any of the Fantastic Beasts thing but I think. I saw this criticism of here's this character that you've never met. Now here's their backstory in the middle of the movie because JK Rowling wanted like a, you know, she heard people like, Oh, we want Neville's backstory and whatever, but she missed the part, which Disney is kind of doing the work. They give you the, the cool person, the end, whatever you get attached to them. Okay. We'll flesh them out because you want it. But if you give this origin story of no one, someone you don't care about, or doesn't matter yet. You don't really, yeah. You know, if like you're like, oh, this. If we started with Ahsoka's child, it's like I don't who, what, who is this person? Like then it's hero's journey, but we have the hero's journey in Star Wars already, you know. So it's okay, but it's still funny because it's like here's the end. All right, here's the back. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's see. Bad Batch season two was announced. Uh, Star Wars Visions series. I'm calling it series two because they are non-canon anthology fun cool stuff so i think that's great i love visions shout visions out was amazing i've yeah. only seen two of them but that first one i want another one of those yeah what was the first one the samurai oh yeah mm-hmm. that was crazy so let's talk about a little bit of lucasfilm that i did not put in here but you said there were a couple things you wanted to mention yes so first of all willow so ron howard returning mm. so willow is a movie from the 80s, big fantasy film. Val Kilmer. Yes, Val yeah. Kilmer. Did not succeed. Yeah. <laughs> a flop at the box office. Um, and not well regarded, but over time has developed a fan base, and a lot of people are like looking back on it fondly. Um, and it sort of has that sort of 80s charm of, of a lot of the other films of that era. And uh, another Lucasfilm property. So they're like, all right, let's bring this back. So they brought back Ron Howard. They brought back most of the actors who were in the series. And the trailer was actually quite, you know, cute and impressive. So um, I am looking forward to what they're doing with that. It's just a chance to see something else from Lucasfilm other than just Star Wars, which leads into the next one, which is Indiana Jones 5. They didn't say much. Um, Mostly it was John Williams live on stage you know, doing the Star Wars score. You saw that? Yes. Wow. So he's he's live on stage doing the score for Star Wars. Then he does his own score for Obi-Wan because Kenobi never had a theme. So here's Kenobi's theme. And he does Kenobi's theme on stage. And then we go into the Indiana Jones theme and Harrison Ford walks on stage. And Harrison Ford proceeds to have like two or three minutes where he just praises John Williams. And it was just everyone's like, oh, my gosh. And Harrison Ford is like um, on tears, like, like yeah. he's in tears on, on it's stage. It's the only positive thing that can ever come out of Harrison Ford. <laughs> that's, that's, what, so, that's what I was thinking. So that's probably why. He's like, I have nothing nice to say about anything, but I can say nice things about John Williams. I, I love this man. <laughs> yeah. you know. And, and for Harrison Ford, too, this is his last like Indiana Jones film. From everything we know about Indy 5 is this is 
actually going to be the passing of the torch and Lucasfilm's going to take a new character who will probably be one of his students and that new character will continue on in terms of the adventuring series. Um, so where's Shia LaBeouf in all this? Um, I think they're skipping that. I think they're, they're running past that. Yeah. Ignore this. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any particular attachment to this. I don't... You don't this, like Indy? Indy's good, but like, is this going to be good? I think it is because I trust James Mangold. The fact that James, oh, James Steven Spielberg jumped ship. Yeah. Um, at one point, they had many, many different scripts for Indy 5. One of my favorite pitches was to do, um, at the time, there was it was all over the news, the mm -hmm. idea of a Nazi gold train, of these trains that were hidden away when the Nazis were retreating from Berlin and you know filled with gold and just sitting in mountains and we're going to find these things. Well, switch out the gold for MacGuffins. As they said in the in original Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm -hmm. Hitler's collected these artifacts from around the world. He's nuts on the subject. Instead of gold, you found you find artifacts hidden here and now the, these powerful artifacts are out in the wild so indy has to come out of retirement or one of his students is like hey come along on this mission we gotta go find these things um how to set up 20 years of movies there are many artifacts out there <laughs> around the world and now yeah. we're gonna go find them here's the disney plus show coming yeah. in um mm. obviously um, did you see logan what no you never saw oh. logan that's a movie man Logan is amazing. Um, 310 to Yuma is amazing. Yeah. Ford v. Ferrari. I love that movie. I surprisingly loved that movie. So Very everything that James Mangold has done has been gold. Yeah. Been fantastic. He was supposed to do 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea for Disney, mm. which now has become Nautilus, I guess. Although when I tweeted out, I guess, you know, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea from James Mangold is dead. He retweeted saying, oh, no, I'm still working on the script. <laughs> he actually like, retweeted? Yeah. Wow. He responded. I was like, oh, my gosh, he responded. But <laughs> I, who knows when that's going to happen. But... He's now in charge of Indy 5, and I do trust him. I really do. Okay. That's neat. Cool. So I will have to watch the rest of Indy. I think I've only seen Raiders. Really? Yeah. I got to watch Temple of Doom, man. There's so watch much Temple I need of Doom, to watch. And then watch everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> <laughs> Just to see the, with the actors. Exactly. Like, the transformation. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I do want to say in terms of Indiana Jones, I am a slight apologist for Crystal Skull. I have a fun time in that movie. I mm. know it is not great. I know it's it's campy, yeah. but I kind of enjoy the fact that it is that if I if I go back and I watch I watch Crystal Skull and I watch Temple of Doom and I honestly see more similarities than I see differences. I need to rewatch Crystal okay. Skull. I haven't done it. In years. I love camp. And I'm also like with almost everything I do at this point, I, I, I come in from the outsider perspective. Mm hmm. I feel like I would just watch all of them and be like, I don't know why everyone hates this. Yeah. You know, like it's generally but what happens. At the time, the critics loved it. And then the audience was like, this is not the indie we remember. He's old now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, duh. <laughs> okay. Well, now speaking of random opinions, now that, now that you're on the show, we need to ask, how'd you feel about Encanto? Encanto. I love Encanto. Mm. Right. Uh, I saw your vote, I think. Yeah. Did you vote on Instagram? I probably did. I think yeah. you did. I'm like, mm. Mm. Encanto. Um, Why do you love Encanto? See, we, we, well, we have to ask everyone because we were like, it was fine. Like we, mm -hmm. and I saw it in theaters. Did you? No. And I was like, okay, well, cool. Another Disney movie. No one went to see it. Right. Because people saw it got big after Disney plus. Yes. I have friends who usually we disagree on stuff. Like they love last Jedi and hated Mando season one. But then I think once Mando season two happened, we started to agree on everything. So Ooh. something has happened. They didn't like Encanto or they were like, it's fine. Like it was good, yeah. whatever. So we must ask, what, what is it about Encanto? 
So for me, first of all, I have to say I'm biased because Encanto was the first movie that my girlfriend and I watched in theaters together. Mm. We watched it during a D23 preview during Destination D in Florida. So already it was like, oh, this is going to be super fun. And then there was a moment where it's the, it's the Dos Orguitos song where I'm, I'm watching this and my girlfriend, um, she's Hispanic. And so she's like in tears, like just crying. Wow. And I'm like, I'm emotionally affected, but I'm like, I don't know what the lyrics are. And so then during the credits, when it starts playing it in English, I'm like, oh, wow, now I know what the song is. And she never realized the whole time that it was in Spanish. Because, wow. you know, she's just, bilingual. You just so understand. She just understood it. Yeah. Um, and I could understand the emotion and everything. But just I think that Encanto, the, the reason, at least to me, when, I, when I'm grading these modern Disney animated films, Encanto is better than Frozen because every song in Encanto, to me personally, hit. It worked. Not every song in, in Frozen, and there's not actually many songs in Frozen, mm. is perfect. Um, mm. Whereas I feel like Encanto hit more nails on the head. It did better in terms of that. Um, overall, I think that it's just... Disney is on this kick right now of exploring other cultures and yeah. highlighting them in different stories. Um, and on the surface, it might seem simple. But again, you know, getting into it, and especially people online, they, they did a good job of this. Of like, there's actually more in this that than meets the eye in terms of Colombia and its history and these struggles that the Colombian people have gone through, and then yeah. this also being a celebration despite that. Um, there's there's something powerful in there. There 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 is, and I know that it, it you know to some people it just might be yeah it's all right it's another animated movie, um, but I think that there are some some people and especially the whole emotional trauma, the whole like generational trauma <laughs> angle that I feel like that was the hole into people's hearts. That's the thing though, where like, I recognize a lot of that stuff and I was like, okay, yeah, this is yeah. cause we won't say Encanto is bad. I think it's just like the, that. I think what it was is we just watched it when, or I at least watched it when no one else did. Yeah. I mean, I, I know you saw it, but like I went, saw it at a Krikorian that was like empty the week it came out. No one was talking about it, no. whatever. And then I, I moved on because I just, <laughs> I moved on. And yeah. then this hype wave came like, <laughs> I did not hear dude. the tsunami siren, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So it just kind of threw me off. And then now I'm like, I don't get the hype. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. And like, uh, my, my Spanish is like, okay. So I, I'm, I'm Armenian, but like, I understand Spanish more or less, but you know, that it, it was good. I understood the the values and whatever, but I think I was just like, yeah, yeah, it was a Disney movie. It was good. Well, I, I think part of it is that it, it was good and it was also just a good time. And so I think a lot of people were just looking for a good time and the whole, like, we don't talk about Bruno, like just mm -hmm. trend was just a chance for people to have like sort of a global internet party. And I think that's, that's a big part of this that that's not necessarily talked about is just like that more than the movie itself was the driver behind its success. Really was. Well, yeah. there, I know we're going to be able to point out in future movies, which one we think Disney is pushing as the TikTok song. Cause you know, there's an, there's going to be Hey, we, this has to hit on TikTok. Yeah. So like, give us a good, a good 15 second clip, even though, you know, it's like 10 minutes now, but give us a good, the sound bite, you mm -hmm. know, or wait, doesn't the song run out after a minute? Is that what it is? It on depends TikTok? on on who publishes it. Uh, there's 30 seconds. There's one minute. Okay. It's really rare to see anything past a minute, though. All right. So is that everything from Lucasfilm? Um, 
pretty much. The only thing we didn't really talk about was the Ahsoka series. Right, right. Ahsoka. Which which was kind of, this was the big reveal of, we're actually shooting this right now. Rosario Dawson on, on day one when they were talking about, um, about Ahsoka, Rosario Dawson was on set, you know, in full, you know, Ahsoka garb. So she, you know, sent in a little video and it's like, oh, sorry, we can't be there. We're filming right now. But then on Sunday... They're not filming on Sunday, so she was able to show up along with some members of the cast. So they revealed, I don't remember the actress's name, uh, but the actress playing Sabine Wren, because Sabine is being brought into live action. They showed us um, about 30 seconds to a minute of footage, but it's so early on that it's not, you know, it's like, here's just a few shots from dailies. And so you saw the back of Hera's head and you see Chopper and they brought Chopper out. They brought Chopper? They brought actual Chopper that is used in the show. Wow. Because Chopper's still a jerk. He is. Oh yes, yeah, yes, and awesome. they they pulled him backstage, and I, I I think it's it's the whole thing of his arms can't extend automatically, but he pulls his arms out mm. and he's waving his arms, his little <laughs> you know chopper claws around, and it's like oh my goodness. Now I haven't watched Rebels all the way through. That's yeah. my plan is to watch that before Ahsoka. Happens. I've seen the first season direct, like one of the shots in the trailer mm-hmm. is literally the end of Rebels with the mural. They literally recreated the mural in live action, and oh, it wow. is the exact shot from behind Sabine. So everyone's going to be in it, right? Ezra. Everyone. Wow. They have not revealed. Uh, I mean, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, something Masood. Uh, he was in Aladdin. He played Aladdin in the, in the live He's going to be film. Ezra. He basically. That is highly rumored. He oh. tweeted something and yeah. they're like, so you're Ezra. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're Ezra, basically. Which he deserves it because literally like no one offered him a job after Aladdin. Mm. And he's just been out of work, basically, because That's no crazy. one will hire him. So it's like. You know, Disney better do something, give this guy something because, like, you gave him this role and then nothing came of it. Um, but yeah, so we will definitely see Ezra, who's gonna be Thrawn. That's gonna be another big announcement, but you know, we're getting there. Is he this whole thing going to be the big bad? He has to be somehow connected, right? He has to play into it. Like, you know, whatever they're going to end up doing with Rebels, Mm -hmm. you know, if Ezra's there, Thrawn is there because they, at the end end of the show, spoilers, they go together. So they are together off somewhere and their fate has not been revealed. Got it. Got it. All right. Yeah, it's either going to be Jamie Foxx because he's blue or uh, <laughs> or Tobias Funke from Rested Development. <laughs> he's on call. Part of the Blue Bank. <laughs> All right. Okay. Did I miss anything before the next few things? No, I think I think we're ready to go. All right. Star Tours 35, as they're calling it. It is the 35th anniversary of Star Tours. Wow. Right? And we're getting more Star Tours. We are getting more Star Tours, which is, is not a big dead. surprise. Yeah. Well, yeah. my theory is it's not dead because they're, they're, they're just kicking Tomorrowland down the, down the, down the line. Down the yeah. line. So what did we get out of here? Did they say specific? <laughs> they didn't say any specifics. They just said more planets are, you know, more destinations coming to Star Tours, which you can only assume based off of the fact that there are no feature films currently in production, right. that it has to be Mandalorian. Mm. Like, that it has to be Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett or, like, both, you know, even Ahsoka. They could have them all pop up. You know, even Ahsoka has her own spaceship. It was in the Mandalorian experience. You know, they they have everything they would need in order to do more levels. They could do 10 different new planets that they've shown in the shows. So there are destinations to be explored, um, especially with other, you know, the characters showing up in other places, as we will discuss. Um, but for Star Tours 35, they had an entire panel with Tony Baxter and the Imagineers who designed Rex. 
um, which they actually brought Rex out during the Star Tours 35 panel, and he was looking rolling around good, there. Nice. Oh, my goodness. He's moving around and everything like that. They actually, um, the very end of the panel, they ended it by showing the entire film of the original Star Tours up on the big screen and at the very front was the Rex animatronic, you know, there and the Rex animatronic would turn as Rex did in the ride. And he would look at the audience Uh and his mouth would, you know, move in sync with the show that was happening. So it was actually really worth like that panel was worth the entire star Wars celebration, just being there for them. Like I'm an experienced star tours, the original star tours right here. I will go ahead. I wish they would dedicate one of the four vehicles in star tours to just the original star tours. Which is is so hard because now that you have C-3PO there, you can't do Rex, you know, Star Tours. But I do think that there's a chance that among the new destinations, they actually do as a final when they when they are thinking about closing Star Tours, a final goodbye of, yes, we have C-3PO, but we are basically going to do the original Star Tours, like a modern version of, of, you know, Endor. What was it? Not Lights Out. What was it called? Oh yeah, yeah. Final checkout or whatever. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, final checkout was really good. Because when they they will redo Tomorrowland, Mm -hmm. yes. And when they do, Star Tours is moving or gone, right? Yeah, yeah. I I watched the video, the original Mm -hmm. ride through. I think it's better. (sighs) Yeah, there's something. There's a little too much in the asteroids or whatever. I get that, but It's, it's so cool. Yeah. The the beginning is so cool because you're in this building. Mm-hmm. It looks, I mean, it is probably mostly practical. It is. It's entirely it's a miniature. It's right? all miniature. And you could see a little of the miniature shake. Yeah. But there's this realness to it. It's the lighting, the shadows. It's, it doesn't have, so we, we finally pinpointed it. We talk about the Marvel stank so that certain, we like Marvel, but certain movies have, the Marvel stank. Mm-hmm. And he said it's like RTX on. Everything is like mirror finish. Like, you know, like Wakanda, the Spider-Man movies. Everything's too reflective. But then like even Diego brought it up. Thor Dark World. Forget everything else about the movie. It looked really good. It had like these. You're in like Asgard in the. I don't know if it's a castle. But it's like it's dark in there. It's There's texture to things, you know. And that original had texture and something lifelike lived in you know people love that term and i guess i i love star tours i actually still go on it it's there are a lot fewer people on it these days oh a lot fewer i don't it all of a sudden Mm -hmm. which is very weird but it has a little bit of an around the world feel versus over california but it's not as bad. It's it's no, not bad no, at all. Yeah. Except sometimes there's Nubu Starfighters and Darth Vader, which <laughs> doesn't make sense. But whatever. I'm not too mad about. You're that. just having a fun time. It's a yeah. jukebox, as as they explain. Oh, you're in, you're in the jukebox, and what's gonna pop out? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, there's something about the original so different, so yeah, real about it, uh, and it's not just nostalgia goggles. Because I watched it, and I'm like, yeah, there's something to this where you're. You see the other vehicle go. You veer off. It's like classic Disney ride. Yeah. You know, it, there's something. Ab- they, they literally talked about it. If like the ride, you know, you're in the Star Tours cabin and it basically is going to backstage. Yeah. You know, you're going to the places that you shouldn't. And normally you see go. an actor like get up from his chair. Like, oh, no, you know, like, <laughs> uh, you know, they wandered back here. And I noticed I, I watched it the second time. 
when you go to the left, you know, it says no access. There's no track there. No. And right where you see those things, the ride does a bump in the footage. And I'm sure it's a simulator. There's a little bump. I'm like, man, the little things. good stuff. Yeah. The, we saw some of those, you know, I'm sure you saw more than we did, but like the uniforms on display, mm-hmm. uh, they look a little bit like our tram and shirts. They do. But that's such they a do. classic design. <laughs> they got the, the yellow, yellow stripe. Yeah. But mm. even like seeing the, the white, mostly white vehicles with the blue. Yeah. The new vehicles are cool, but they have a very prequel look to them. Yeah. The, the red. Which is on purpose. It's the, wait, yeah. it's the Star Speeder 1000 versus the Star Speeder 3000. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I still love Star Tours. Yeah, we may as well get a little bit more yeah. before it's gone, which yeah. I assume it will be. Well, and, and that's what I originally thought when they had the last update with the Rise of Skywalker, because they have that ending where it feels like the end of the adventures continue, mm-hmm. where you end up where you were before and you have the the bigger droid. You're like, what happened to my, you know, what did you do to my ship? Yeah. You know, it, and it feels like, okay, this is the very end of, of what we've done with it. It was that or Batuu, which both symbolize the end of Star Tours. So what's left? Well, I guess a retrospective. Like, let's go back to do the Andor mission. We're going to go through the asteroids uh, again, which up until that panel, I never realized that the ice like comets are a throwback to journey through inner space because wow. you go into an ice crystal. Ah, so, yeah, so there's yeah. two things. You actually have the mighty microscope inside of the, the um, hangar bay in the back, in the backstage section. When God, you first so drop cool. out. Yeah. And then you go through the comets that are like journey through inner space, mm. like the ice crystals. So it's, it's the fact that you actually had like Tony Baxter as an Imagineer saying, well, I'm replacing Journey Through Inner Space, which everyone loves, and they're going to hate me for doing this. But then it had all these references to what came before it, which reminds me of what they've even done today with Cosmic Rewind, which is kind of funny. It's like there's there's the little things there that if you are a fan of the previous thing exist. Now what, we're so you know separate from that, that it's its own thing now. But What did know. Cosmic Rewind replace in that area? Uh, Universe of Energy. Uh, okay. So And... Ellen's energy adventure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. And they, they just had the the rumors coming out today or like, I, I guess they were confirmed. I don't know. That that the original coaster was not themed to Guardians as they originally yeah. had. It. The idea of a Big Bang coaster has been around forever, mm. which you can actually see on online that the original proposals for, I believe it was like Epcot, like Genesis or something like that. But it was like an early 2000s, like redo of Epcot where there was a Big Bang coaster. So they've always had this idea of of using that in a universe of energy in a way. And now it actually exists, even though it's Guardians themed in terms of IP. But that's that's just a tangent. Yeah, I feel like they just. You know, last time we were at Design, like with you and Matthew. Just hearing you guys talk about all these ideas that we never knew about. And there's definitely ideas you guys don't know about. Oh, there's yeah. a bin mm-hmm. of just amazing ideas that you're just sitting on until someone connects an IP to them. Yeah. Someone fishes it out. Dots. Yeah. And it's not like it's a little bit disappointing. You know, it's not like we have garbage or anything. It's just yeah. like, oh, come on. Just do it already. Just do it. Yeah. 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 We maybe we'll talk a little bit about what's going on with Disneyland. Yeah. More Star Tours for now, which is cool. The adventures do continue. They do. Uh, oh, I did not know this. Every time. No, maybe I did. But I guess there's two modes to the Naboo thing. It can either yes. stab you, stab the thing, or it can fall off. There is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So it I, either stabs you or falls off. It, it's also when either you have Jar Jar swim and almost get, or like he's standing on the cliffside mm-hmm. and you almost hit him. 
or the one where he splats up against the windshield and limply rolls over the top of the that's stars right movie, that's which is right. my favorite oh, version yeah. my girlfriend was like that doesn't exist and i literally pull it up i'm like this is hilarious let's watch it five times yeah. <laughs> something kimmy never experienced and i used to think was super cool was when we were very hyped for Galaxy's Edge and they started doing the land in Batu, and you know C three P is like looks like the adventures are just beginning. I'm like oh that's good <laughs> stuff because it's like oh it's yeah. coming. We just landed there because yeah. that's really like the first kind of three D ish look we get. And, and one of the people who was working on the attraction, um, who was there for the the panel, she was like, "This is before we built the land." So like yeah. the version of black spyropus that is shown in star tours is a proto version of the land that we eventually get so it was in some ways their first time even visualizing what galaxy's edge would yeah. look like so the trees are in there and everything like that and they're like well i don't know if it's really going to be the here but here's what we have you know yeah all in 3d although kind of blurry a little bit yeah little but bit. yeah real good stuff so probably what many listeners have been waiting for oh yes because this is a Disneyland podcast, after all. There are and are going to be <laughs> more characters in Black Spire Outpost on Batu, which is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in, for now, Disneyland only. <laughs> so, right now, already, you can meet Boba Fett and Fennec Shand. Mm-hmm. So, they, at some point in their adventures... Ended up on Batu. Yeah. And you can meet them now. And I think this is great. This is more variety. This I'm is happy. more than just Kylo Ren and two stormtroopers and that yeah. random first order officer. I sometimes Ray. I hate being locked in. Locked into that seven eight nine. Or really what, seven eight? Yeah. Yeah, because but No, yeah. No, it's after eight, isn't it? I thought it was right before eight. Because Kylo Ren's still rocking the regular oh, mask. Right. Yeah. And then uh pretty let's I'll go through all this, and then we'll come back. Mando and Grogu will be there soon. This is Disneyland only, and uh, let's see. There's this quote. While we as visitors may be able to experience different stories throughout Star Wars history, the characters on Batu cannot. They will remain in their specific story and timeline and won't intersect with other characters or story that would not be appropriate for them. Mm-hmm. So I do think this is cool. It this is. This is telling us a lot about the future. But I do just want to make one comment before we talk about this thing as a whole. Rain, do you know why this is Disneyland only? It is hilarious. Is it some kind of like like a copyright law thing like Marvel? No, so much better. What is it? It interferes with Galactic Star Cruiser. Oh, <laughs> no. The thing uh, that most yep. people can't even do yep. because the guests on the Halcyon Go to Black Spire Outpost. They cannot encounter characters out of the Black Spire Outpost timeline. Oh my now, wow. Yep. There is a docking day, the first day, yeah. that they do not go there. So technically, like every other day, you can have these characters out there. <laughs> but that's like money, nonsense, whatever, maybe yeah. someday. But hilariously, they would have wow. to change that entire Star Cruiser to make it appropriate. So they one that does suck for people over there but you know florida sucks so whatever (laughs) uh what i do have to say while things are changing a little bit disney is still being deliberate yeah and thinking about this and the implications and sure rise of the resistance is not changing no 
they're probably going to be too lazy to pull up that first order banner. <laughs> but I did notice a long time ago, I'm like, these are all banners. The only permanent structure is Kylo's ship. Yeah. yeah. And obviously the Millennium Falcon, but that's everywhere all at once. Whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, they could pull those banners up. Maybe someone should tell them. And Kylo Ren's ship, it's a ship. Who cares? Yeah. But they are thinking about this, so they're still like... You know, a ride's a ride. There is a delineation. Yeah. You get on the ride, you know you're getting on a ride. Blah, blah, blah. But they are going to carve out stories in these characters' timelines. And with this quote, they kind of leave things open for the future, but maybe they haven't figured it out yet, or, you know, they just want to get another announcement out of it. Right now, this is what's popular. Kids are not looking for Luke Skywalker right now, I don't think. No, Kids are looking are. for Mando and Boba. They are. Uh, which is and Grogu. Great. Yeah, and Gro- I want to know how they're going to do the Grogu. Like a little animatronic. Like I, can, a, I can tell you exactly how they're going to do Grogu the same way they did for the uh, Mandalorian experience. Yeah, all I thought was, are he they was just there running this for, across the for street? four days. He was just <laughs> running in there. Wow. They, they, had a, they had a Bantha that was just there moving its head around, you know, moving its mouth for, for days. Yeah, are they just... I know, I'm sure they'll rebuild some of it, but for lack of a better phrase are they just carting everything across the street from the convention center <laughs> and it's, i wish it's I like really the new world wish. showcase not world showcase world's fair yeah yeah and you know just bring so, everything over so yeah. are they just gonna is it gonna be that format like you know mando's just sitting there like motionless does he move in there or is he just in, in, in there no he didn't and they uh, they had the costumes for all the characters and they didn't move right. or anything mm-hmm. like that the only character the only moving characters that i noticed were um were Grogu inside of the ship, and then the Bantha that was off to the side that had a line. To so, are there real the Banthas Bantha. in the shows? In yes, oh, like, okay. like, like big the, giant what? animatronic puppets. Cool, like so cool. Yeah, but, you know we can lick it, lick its lips, and everything like that. It's it's amazing. So, where are we going to start with this, Freddie? You can lead this. Excellent. Where would you like to start? Fantastic. Well, well, first of all, let's go with uh, with Boba Fett. Yeah, they're first and. and uh, you know, he's he's as far as I know, he's meeting sort of in the speeder path. So if you're walking from uh, Rise of the Resistance and you're walking past the marketplace to the right, that's sort of, you know, thoroughfare there. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where he's wandering back and forth. There's an area that that kind of goes back where it's a, you know, sort of offstage. It's called the speeder path. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't that's remember cool. exactly the, the right terms and everything yeah. like that for, for our map layout and everything. But yeah, um, but he's he's kind of standing off there to this side. Um, the locals on Batuu have been instructed to uh, refer to them just as as a bounty hunter mm. who's there. So it's like, all right, you know, oh, you want to meet, oh, Boba Fett, oh, is he that bounty hunter that's over here? Oh, well, here's when, when you can do that. Um, so it's the sort of playing with, you know, okay, our strict timeline exists in terms of Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. What they, as, as you were reading before, you know, the guests are able to travel between these characters' journeys. So, so we are going back in time. When you interact with Boba, yes. Yeah. The, well, the whole, besides the attractions, is the whole land technically a little bit back in time if Boba is on planet, you know? Because they refer to it as on planet and yes. all that, so. I would say kind of. It's kind of like a bubble of. Like Kylo of, Ren's not going to be out there. No, he's gonna he's not going to interact. They they specifically have the characters in, in area. So Fennec Shand is always in the marketplace. Boba is here, like, on this path. Got it, got so it. So your characters, you will find, you know, when Mando and Grogu arrive, wherever they are stationed, they will be in that specific area, and they won't interact with the other characters. But, well, so what I'm saying is, are other characters out at the same time? 
even if the sight lines are blocked. So I'm sure it, as long as the sight lines are blocked, I'm sure like Kylo Ren is still over here. The oh, are over here. Okay. So you're you're part of Batu right there. Your interaction with them is supposed to be like if they're referencing anything, it's only within them being on Batu for a specific reason. Because they said there's a story there. Okay. That there is a story for why is Boba here? If you ask him, he might have an answer. Um, so it's that sort of a thing where I'm Protect sure when my city. I'm sure <laughs> when um, Ahsoka, it, like like if they get yeah. Ahsoka, Dude, like oh I am betting God. now. People I am lose their mind. Yeah. I am betting the fact that we have Mando on the horizon. I'm betting we're going to get Ahsoka. I'm betting we we'll see Chopper. Dude. We already see R two occasionally. I'm sure we will get a Chopper. Have you seen? Have you seen the undercover cast member? Who controls R2. Yeah. <laughs> With the jacket. With a little bag. Yeah. Ja- yeah. <laughs> I think it's good stuff. What I loved about it is Kimmy showed me a video and he's controlling it and he's also acting like a guest. He's like taking pictures. <laughs> and I'm like, man, that is good. Yeah, that's that good is acting. So, like you would never know no. unless you someone told you, look for the dude with the little Adidas jacket and know. He's taking pictures like, oh, I'm so impressed with R2, but he's which, controlling R2. Which at Star Wars Celebration, there was that everywhere. So all the people who did the mm. droid building, they would just be leaning up against the fence somewhere, you know, their hands in a backpack or whatever. Got it, yeah. And they're doing the same thing because there's those moments where the kid is like walking up and there's like R2 and the kid wants to hug R2 and everything like that. And they don't see the person controlling it. So it's real to them. That's so cool. And the fact that that's happening at a fan convention, you know, is yeah. amazing. But it happens at Galaxy's Edge too. And they're, they're doing such a great job. So with, with Ahsoka, are there any other characters that you guys can think of where you need that level of makeup like done on a daily right. basis there there are a lot of characters who are non-human that you could do in galaxy's edge of that time period i think that there there are less of them than, yeah. than you might want so um remember when chapek said every everyone's going to be in costume they're going to be twi'leks at the at the marketplaces <laughs> and all that kind of stuff oh and, sure yeah, yeah. and, and we're then do makeup every day for, for oh, all the cast. and we replaced it with bright suns rising moons refreshers hydrators yeah what, what was that what was that character's name from day one? Oh my goodness the what? one who was supposed to be in the cantina to oh, you up. oh oh the one we interacted with the first day we went i got the book the down there uh what's her name oh vi no yeah is it vi no. Vi is the resistance Mar- yeah, fighter. Yeah. Vi yeah. Marardi. Yeah. She's the one who's running around the outpost and she will still be there. So yeah. I guess she's still know. there. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen her. They at least have one years. Vi. They at least have one Vi left. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah. I haven't seen her in a while. I haven't seen Ray in a while. Ray, Ray is out there all the time now. Yeah. Ray and Chewie are back. Maybe they're now that the around. meetups are back. Yeah. Because yeah. Ray likes running around with the little princesses and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is cool. Uh, I love seeing that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the meetup thing, because yeah. Chewie goes and hugs people. Mm-hmm. Um, the high five. Yeah. Well, now it's now it's back. You know, now yeah. it's like okay, cool. We don't have to have these characters up somewhere. You know, we can actually we, have them interact. It's worth our time to actually have them here. We need what they did for that media preview. We need Hondo to come out every now and then. That was <laughs> that was wild. That, that was, was wild. Yeah. That's another character. Hondo and Ahsoka are both characters that would require like makeup and everything makeup. like that. Um, but like in, in Ahsoka is at least. It's mostly paint. Yeah. And yeah. It, like, but that Ahsoka at uh, Star Wars night was a little rough. Really? Well, that's the Ahsoka costume they used to have for Star Wars weekends that they shipped out here for it. Oh, that it's they the like. the exact same one. Uh, it has to be. Is it a mask? No. No, it's, oh, it's, it's makeup. It's just, okay. just rough. it's rough. Because it, it's quite a dance quick in it. sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. But it's also, it's her Clone Wars costume. So it was like oh, okay. back when they were doing Star Wars weekend. So it's mm-hmm. just a direct like translation. It's not like her modern like outfit, which they now sell it at Doc Ondar's. They had, they added a lot of merchandise over Star Wars Celebration weekend. Nice. Um, you can get like a puffer jacket, like a Kylo Ren puffer jacket. I'm like, 
Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm sure that this isn't the end of it. And eventually, like looking at it, I'm like, I, we're going to end up in a galaxy or in an Avengers campus type situation where you're there and then this character walks by and this happens. Um, and they're introducing the uh, the Bounty Hunter game. So we'll see how that even plays into everything. Bounty Hunter game. Um, so if you look over at Disney World and in, in uh, their Galaxy's Edge, um, they actually have a wall that's up. Uh, they have magic new magic band. bands that are coming in. That, and okay. they, they have this logo. There were people wearing the T-shirt, too, at the con because I assume they, they are working on it or something like that. Um, but it's going to be a game where you actually are able to collect bounties. So you'll go on missions using the data pad. You can actually look through. They, they, they invited the media and showed off this whole thing where you can actually use the data pad and you can look into like one of the doors and see like an alien on the other side or something. Mm. That, you know, OK, I need to find this person. And when you go back to the person giving out the bounties, it's actually like a door with a little slit in it and it opens and there's going to be an animatronic alien on the other side. Oh, is side. this that, uh, the, the place that was going to be like the Explorers store? I don't think so. I think it's the speeder. It's the speeder bike garage. It's the door to the right of the speeder bike garage. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this has all been shown off for Disney World. No right. word is, or confirmation, no word or confirmation that's going to happen at Disneyland. Although we do know that the magic bands are coming to Disneyland, so presumably, but who knows? So right now, Disney World's going to get it. Obviously, they have the Galactic Star Cruiser, Ooh. so they're going to have more that. story. Yeah. They can have the bounty hunter and all the interaction, but they're not going to have the characters. We're going to have those over here. I mean, it makes sense, I guess, right? Well, one, I'm sure those cast members' jobs are not easy, being in character for a cruise, yeah. right? But also, you know, kids, it's not really going to matter. They're not going to know. Oh, this doesn't fall in the timeline. But all the <laughs> all the nerds who go, they're they're gonna yeah. be salty about it. And there are many different types of nerds. All right, I'm a nerd. You're a nerd. You're a nerd. But then there are those nerds. Then who, you get Derek. They're very <laughs> loud and vocally salty, and they yeah. want you to know how salty <laughs> yeah. they are because they know better. He's not supposed to be here. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> dude, I know, I know, but it's Boba Fett. I just, like, that's what I, I want the Batuans to be like that. He's not supposed to be here. He doesn't belong. Yeah. It's like, it's like error, error. They start, the, the Batuans start glitching. It's like Westworld. Yeah. What, what, what Boba Fett? What, where? Yeah. Uh, what is it? Doesn't look like anything to me. Yes. <laughs> doesn't look like anything to me. I'm going to, I'm going to remember that one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh uh, my goodness. Yeah. I, I saw the, the lingo, the old lingo that all the cast members are supposed to use the only the ancients. It's like, dude, a, a, a guest is not going to know what that means. No. Like bright suns. I got it. I, I miss bright suns. Right. I want to hear it more. Yeah. We talked about how like we, we went to the, what was that called? It wasn't it was like a preview. A, was it the reservation system? The early, Oh, before Look, before Rise, right? Before like Galaxy's Edge opened, yeah, they they had the the reservations, but it was like mm -hmm. walk in, cast members like Bright Suns, like Bright Suns, like <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now like sometimes you're not sometimes like I want to say it, but I'm like, dude, are they new? Do they know? Yeah, you know. Every if if it's a cast member in Galaxy's Edge, they know they, it's so whether they're still committed to training those it's cast the problem, members. Problem, they're committed to the training. The problem is the the are you going to say Bright Suns? Because otherwise, I'm I'm not going to motivate. You know, I'm not going to stand out there and say Bright Suns. But are you going to say Bright Suns? Like, mm. I am sure as a as a guest, if you interact on that level, they will interact on the same level as you. Okay, they they are trained to do that. The real question is whether you want to go out of your comfort zone to actually engage someone in terms of playing. Got it. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Cause and I, I'm sure it it depends. Like sometimes I'll hear 
data pad credits, whatever. Sometimes yeah. I don't. I also wonder if it depends on a day to day thing per per cast member based on how many guests that day. Yeah. Just like what? Yeah. And then like, okay, today is like a ticket holder day, not a pass holder <laughs> day. Or today whatever. no one cares. And then you'll have Star Wars, you know, well, you'll have Star Wars celebration and everyone is there for it. Yeah. So then it's like all of a sudden everyone cares, everyone's passionate, everyone's crying when they get off rise. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it becomes a more meaningful experience and you have that level of engagement. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. yeah one, of, one of my favorite memories was uh, before Rise was open, they uh, paid cast members to stand outside and tell people it was not open because people don't know what signs, ropes, and barriers are. And uh, we played Sabak with these two cast members for like hours. Like it was my friend's friends, and then they, they knew someone, and you know, every 10 we're, seconds. We're at like on the. Little, bear? No, no, no. In front of Rise, there's like this little, it looks like a gonk droid, but it's not. It's like oh. these, these like little pylon type looking things. And you can play Sabak on top. And <laughs> we're just cool. playing. And then like, you know, every every yeah. 35 seconds, uh, it's 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 uh, not open right now. Oh, when does it open? Probably spring. Yeah. I don't know. They didn't, yeah. they didn't tell us. They're just, they they threw us out here to the wolves. Like, deal with the, deal with the guests. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing back here. Nothing at all. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like nothing to me. Yeah. So... Yeah, the, the future of Black Spire Outpost yeah. seems, I'm not mad about any of this. Yeah. I mean, I never was going to be mad about it. You know, we've always said like, I mean, even like, could they do a Star Wars anniversary night where Galaxy's yeah. Edge is the original characters? Just that night instead of like the day. Because then guests, you know, it's their first time there and they're like, yeah, Luke's cool. Why is Luke here? Yeah. You know, where's mm-hmm. Kylo Ren? Yeah. Will... Do you think they'll go that far back? I feel like ever in a certain situation. I feel like they've found like they finally crossed that line. They finally made a decision that, you know what, we're gonna do it. That that there's enough people asking where's where's the Mandalorian, where's Grogu, mm-hmm. that you need to give it you need to give the people what they want. And you, and gotta, you need to find a way to you do gotta it. start slow, like like how the NBA put a little tiny patch of an <laughs> yeah. ad. So now the other leagues are like, hmm, maybe we could put it on a helmet. And yeah. then like Oh, we can go further and further. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but but it's that sort of gradual nature. Um, and, and I don't think that this is the end of, like, the sequel era stuff arriving in Galaxy's Edge. I mean, you already have the Galactic Star Cruiser there. Um, something interesting over the weekend with Star Wars Celebration, Empire Magazine, I believe, uh, interviewed Kathleen Kennedy, and she said that all of the future films are going to be set either during the sequel era or after it. So any of the movies that you get from now on are not going to take place. The shows are sure going to take place here. They might, you know, they might break the rule eventually. They, they're going to say a million different things. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll get a Mandalorian movie at some point if they're going to do, here's the season finale. We're going to put it out as a full feature film, you know, whatever they choose to do. But she said that, you know, the Taika Waititi film, presumably Rogue Squadron, presum- presumably are taking place during this era. Uh, there was actually uh, on the Jim Hill podcast, there was a rumor a while ago that, oh, the next time we see, you know, levels on Falcon, it's going to be Rogue Squadron coming out, which then, of, of course, is like, well, I guess it's taking place in, during this era to make sense for here. Yeah, because um, yeah, we've been waiting for that. Like, oh, we're yeah. going to update it. Also, they need to update the machines it runs on because they skip frames a lot now. <laughs> It's yeah, they're they're it's, good old. They're just gaming PCs, man. Well, they're, gonna, yeah, I I saw this a long time ago. The water was, cooling's messed up. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was get a, some new pipes in there, man. They, you know, they do those joint press releases because everyone's winning a little from this. Mm-hmm. It's an Nvidia box with two X's. Box, and it's four 
or five quadros yeah. strapped together in this hu- it's like a cube Dude, it's like a like a it's crypto a, miner yeah it's like <laughs> a, it's a self-contained computer that each yeah. falcon has and i calculated it off like msrp mm. and it's like quarter of a million dollars in graphics cards oh but they're not paying msrp they're getting all these deals and whatever yeah. but buy in bulk man buy yeah. in bulk like hey uh we'll give you a discount corporate Costco. Uh, if you release yeah if you release like a press release saying mm. you're using nvidia Mm. And you know it's actually useful because it's running on Unreal, and people are like, "Oh, what? Yeah. How does this work?" I'm like, "You know, what Fortnite is." Yeah. Okay. So the thing that Fortnite runs on is the same as Millennium Falcon. Ah. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, Unreal yeah. Four, though. Huh? Unreal Four. Yeah. Well, they right. might update it. All, what I do like is when I saw the Star Wars gallery or Disney Gallery Mandalorian, whatever. Yeah. You know, they they all these behind the scenes are in like ten different series. That they're using Unreal Engine in Stagecraft. Yeah. So that can translate exactly. straight into the ride at some point. Uh, I wonder if it'll ever get to a Star Tour situation, but Hondo has his. No, Hondo doesn't really go over the plan until you really get in there, right? Yeah. He just doesn't has a vague, it. we're going to do some stuff that the first order is not All they're like. letting you know, I, I mean, even the screen that's right before you step inside of the, the cockpit, that's just to let you know what the mission is. Yeah. So, so everything up until that point, the animatronic, all that stuff is just general. There's pilots, there's gunners, yeah. and there's engineers. You're going to be one of these things, yeah. and you'll find out more later. That's all they tell you. So mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of potential for the future. I feel like it's just... And they showed off some of this during the parks panel. They actually showed like footage of how it's of it moving like in the building while they were building oh, it. Oh, really? That's neat. Yeah, yeah. That's you can neat. actually see some of that on the um, on the live stream up nice. on the Star Wars oh, okay. uh, site. So it's worth looking at. You know, it, these monstrosities. You know, these huge, huge simulators. Yeah, I haven't seen the physical thing, but I've yeah. shown people how it works. Like, why do we always end up somewhere different? And how do they? <laughs> like, how many? How do so many people get on? Like, there's yeah. four. How's this so efficient? Yeah, like they're. <laughs> There are was it four turntables with seven Falcons on each turntable. So there's 28 <laughs> plus two ADAs. Yeah. So there's 30 cockpits. Yeah. And you know, the ride turn like the turntable turns while you're turning. Wow. And that's why you get the extra scenes at the end. So you're like, oh, we did really poorly. I'm like, no, it just, <laughs> it just someone took too, time. someone took too long putting their seatbelt on. Yeah. 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 Um but yeah, yeah, in terms of the future of Galaxy's Edge, like I think that you have equal parts the ability of them continuing forward based off of what the movies are and because of how successful Mandalorian is and everything else that they're doing on Disney Plus, you know, okay, Andor's coming out. Cassian Andor shows up. You know, he's he's standing over here. I don't know if they put him like super close to Rise of the Resistance, but you can like Yeah, because that's Yeah, you can't have him working on an X Wing. That's a different era, you know. And and I mean, no if you haven't seen Rogue One by now, but no no spoilers, but it's like he does not. There is no ambiguity. No, you whether know, or not you know he's, he's in doing. this era, you know, Mando. Just, I'm waiting for the first guest to go up and like you die. Like, <laughs> like every single time, guest would walk up to Kylo Ren. Yeah, like it's like you're you're dead. How do you feel about yeah. that? Because like Mando, it's like we don't know Mando's end if there isn't an whatever, right? It, yeah. It's vague enough. Even all you know is that his helmet and his gun end up in Doc Ondar's. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. true. Which my whole thing is I'm like, I'm just waiting for the moment that they do the whole TikTok where they're like, you know, some just a hand reaching and grabbing the helmet and grabbing the gun. And then it's oh, yeah. it. came back. His stuff got stolen and he came back to get it. Like, I'm waiting for that to happen because, you know, they'll do something like that. That's cool. And what I'm waiting for is the first. Like cinematic video mention 
of Batu or Black Spire Outpost. Oh, it's gonna it happen. Has to happen. Yeah. yeah. Will it happen animated or live action first is my question. Animated for sure. Yeah. No, but they have it right there. They can film. You can so easily film it. They throw a green screen on anything that looks out of place or earthly, yeah. and Ooh. then you're done. It's, it don't it's even, just a big Star Wars set. It's right here to play on. Yeah. You know, there are parts of it that, you know, they don't even use, like, the speeder garage. Like, you can mm-hmm. easily use. That, that was something I was thinking of now that especially they mentioned Halix. It's like, oh, what if Halix has just abandoned the Star Wars universe? Just yeah, you canonize Halix. <laughs> just canonize Halix. And so I was just thinking, imagine they come out there and they get, you know, a, a speaker and they just put down a speaker on top of the speeder bike garage. That's cool. And they're like, We're Halix, you know, come and listen to us. And they do like, you know, three or four songs, and then the stormtroopers come running over and like shoot them away. <laughs> I can see it now. I, I can, can see, see it, it too. so easily. You just put a rebel insignia on some of their, you know, costumes, mm-hmm. and it's like But don't change it. Most of it. No. Yeah. Just, just leave like, it. Just an authentic recreation. It's yeah. Van Halen in Star Wars. Yeah. Here it is. And it's being done in Galaxy's Edge. Not to mention, please bring entertainment to Galaxy's Edge. Bring in musical artists. Like, do yeah. something. Because there's so much potential that's just not being, re- like, realized. Like, yeah. we want more characters. Yeah. How has there not been some sort of cantina band? Like, that's... They just said Rex. You know, it was DJ cheaper Rex. to just do Rex. That was Well, it. and there's no room in there. Yeah, and there was there, there was supposed to be a restaurant behind there, there it. There is. Right? There's still room to eventually do it. We'll see. Yeah, because yeah, that was my thought a while ago. I'm like, they well, the, they can the idea. The There's restaurant still... just turned into the restaurant on the Star Cruiser. That's what it like. Literally, the concept art for the restaurant in the land mm. is the Star Cruiser restaurant. Because Oga's was just supposed to be the lounge, a la yeah. Carthay Circle Lounge, right? Yeah. Where you just wait. Like, yeah, you can yeah. wait here and get drinks. And, and they take open them to the your back table. door, and now you're in Jabba's Palace. You know. Yeah. 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 I'm actually speaking of the future and real quick, now that we've brought Mandalorian into the land, I'm wondering if a future attraction going to Galaxy's Edge, if you ever built one, could actually be themed to one of these other properties that you could actually do. There's like actually kind of branch out art. a little bit. There is concept art of the Mandalorian standing next to a ride vehicle that was built for like designed for Galaxy's Edge. This this ride was never made, but it was a bounty hunter like you're hanging out the side of a like sort of shuttlecraft with a gun like kind of like web slingers but suspended yeah. i but can it, totally it, see them doing it. it it literally it's like a mini version of mando's like yeah. razor crest I'll, I'll i'll send it to you guys afterwards yeah. you guys can look at it please but no more web slingers know, but you know that you know they'll and do so you want to hang out the side of a speeder you know okay. and, you, and shoot at some pirates come on man come so on i was watching a clone wars episode padme jumps on a speeder and is being chased by bounty hunters and yeah i don't, I don't think it was anything from obi-wan and you know she pulls it and it goes back and i'm like man back when we thought they were gonna put star wars mm-hmm. stuff behind tomorrowland yeah and like autopia would be a speeder ride I'm like mm-hmm. that would still be cool yeah the- speeders are different like <sighs> if they propelled it you know suspended yeah. somehow you know you just suspend have either you been on hagrid's no, no. I want to get on so Hagrid's. Bad. Hagrid's is the closest. Hagrid's is literally the, the roller coaster that a speeder bike on Endor would be. Mm. You need to go experience it because it's the whole exhilarating, like you just keep moving forward. You keep moving faster because it has like five or six like launches. Jeez. Oh, right. You That's, are constantly, yeah. the momentum is constantly going up. Um, they actually had a speeder bike. It, you need to buy the Galaxy's Edge, like the Art of Galaxy's Edge book because there's all of these like, you know, what if we did a speeder attraction that went through wreckage? We're here. Where's this? You know, what you have. No, I have that. Oh, you have that. Okay. You have a piece of concept art. You don't have the book. I have the piece of concept art that no area in Galaxy's Edge looks anything like. 
<laughs> nope, that was the that was the one where they're like, we're not just going to build one of these lands. We're going to build two. <laughs> there and then is. turns out they're exactly the same, which is kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. It's weird. It like, I'll, I'll see a picture and I'm like, I don't know where which one this is at. Except I think in the the front of the marketplace, their like cylindrical thing is black. Yeah. And yeah. ours is not. It's, it's just the color. It's because of the sun. So in Florida, because the the like how how bad and how hot it can get and humid, they they need to use different paints. So everything looks different between the lands. Yeah. Um, and it's not, it's like, it's not going to stay this way forever. So it's like, you have to build in, like, it's going to be dark, really dark right now, but eventually it's going to lighten up over time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So is that, have we covered everything? I think so. In Star Wars Celebration. Nice. Yeah. I think we conquered it. <laughs> we conquered this mountain. All right. This, the spire. Yeah. This Black spire. We, we slayed the spire. Oh, you great game. Spire. That's a, it's a game, right? Yeah, yeah. great game. Yeah. Well, we did mention Halix, so here's a little special Halix for you guys. Matthew. That's where I am. You're at you're at Disneyland, I hear. It's our pal's parking structure. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, perfect because you're not in line. You're not in. Uh, you're not watching Fantasmic or World of Color? Not yet. Not yet. Well, not yet. Yeah. But I am here on a mission to watch World of Color. So for everyone who doesn't know, we have Matthew Serrano on the line. Uh, he is uh, at Pixar Pals with some noises going on, a uh, friend of the show. But he did direct the Halix documentary, live from the space stage, a Halix story. And we have some... <laughs> <laughs> now, now, there you go. Yeah, we from the trailer podcast. We have some Halix news. Matthew, I think we should just let you do the honors. What's going on with Halix right now? Sure. So, um, as I believe I talked about the last time I was on the podcast, I'm editing on a new documentary right now. And, um, yeah, I was doing an edit session with the director and the producer, and then I got tagged in a tweet. And I kind of glanced over it during the edit session, and it took me about three seconds to process that this photo that I was looking at was not a photoshopped image because I will say that in the time of like the Halo stock being out, there have been a couple of times where people have like, ha ha, like photoshopped an image of like, Oh, Halix on Disney plus, you know, and stuff like that. The Halix documentaries on Disney plus or Halix, Halix on a poster of like whatever. Right. Like I've seen a few Photoshop like meme images. Dude. That's why when I saw that, when you posted it, I literally responded to the post. Is this real? <laughs> because I've seen those posts before. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. So I just immediately assumed that. Um, and then my like jaw dropped. And I remember immediately telling uh, the director and the producer of the doc over the Zoom call thing that we were doing. I was like, oh, my God. Hey, look at that summer celebration. And they were like, what? I was like, I just got tagged in this thing. Why, why are they talking about Halix and Star Wars? What is going on? And then all of a sudden, and then I was just like, okay, whatever, whatever. I'll get back to this edit session. I was like, I'll put my phone away and I'll, we'll look at this later. And then five minutes later, it was just tag, 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 tag. Like just my phone blew up. Text messages from people, all like all of these notifications of people freaking out going, what is going on? Why is Halix a Star Wars celebration? And so finally I was like, okay, I have to end the edit session. This is too distracting. And so we ended it early. I went on my phone. I started going through everything. And then, yeah, I watched the clip. And basically, for those not in the know, 
um, at Star Wars Celebration, they did a panel where they talked about the history of Disney parks and Star Wars collaborating. And at the beginning of the panel, Scott Trowbridge, who's like the like creative lead behind Galaxy's Edge, he goes, oh yeah, but before we get in, I wanted to say, I just found out about this thing recently. Uh, have you guys heard of this thing called Halix? And a couple of people in the audience cheered. And then he was like, it was his band, they were born in 1981, and we should bring them back. <laughs> Who would be down to see Halix come back? And then more people started cheering. And then that was it. They just like they they didn't mention the documentary. They just left it and moved on. Wow. And it was funny because um, I had so many people texting me. Kevin texted me and he was like, he was like, I can't believe they didn't mention the dog. <laughs> <laughs> and, I was like, and I was like, yeah, like I don't I don't know what's going on. And so um, if you guys uh, are aware of Sarah Sterling online, she worked for Imagineering for like a good chunk of time. And I had a conversation with her once where she told me about, um, cause she worked on the Galactic Star Cruiser project, which is another one of Scott Trowbridge's projects that he did. And so she was like his assistant for a time. And so she was nice enough to give me his email. She was like, dude, you should reach out to him. And, and so I've only told a few people this. Wait. So this is a Tramon exclusive. Tramon exclu- another Tramon exclusive. Scott, Tramon exclusive, but Scott Trowbridge responded to my email. Wow. Is it, is it, so is it, what's, is it happening? <laughs> well, so it, it answered more questions. It answered some questions, and it provided some questions, some more questions. I will stay. But um, I emailed him basically being like, hi, I'm going to assume that you've seen the documentary and blah, 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 blah. And then I ended it with PS in the small. I, I said, like, I'm a huge fan of your work. I would love to see you guys bring Halix back. If you need a Halix expert, you know who to call. <laughs> and then I said, in the small off chance, you heard about Halix through word of mouth and have not seen our documentary. Here's the link. You'll love it. Bye. And then he responded, Right after he got off the panel, mind you. He's like still <laughs> wow. at Star Wars Celebration. Because he's a huge so fan of Halix. I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing that he caught my notification and responded. Like, that's so cool. And he said, Hi, Matthew. Sorry for making your phone blow up. Sadly, I was not around when they were. But I love the audaciousness of the idea. Halix came to my attention when I met someone wearing a t-shirt with the poster image on it. So someone must have been wearing it at the convention or at the parks. Wow. I asked, I asked what it was, and they told me it was a Star Wars-themed band at Disneyland. And I was all, how could I not have known about this until now? And then he ended it with, it's good to know that there is an expert out there should the time come to resurrect. All the best, Scott T. Wow. wow. Well, see, the reason he got back to you right away is because of I'm just going to call it the Halix effect. As soon as you find out about Halix, you want to find out <laughs> more about Halix. And then you realize, wait, Matthew found out everything there is to find out about Halix and put it in the documentary. And that's where it ends. So and he, that's something that, right. That's something that like I tried to heavily suggest, imply in my original email. And I sent 
one more follow-up email that he never responded where I was like, you know about it because that person knows. Oh, you're breaking up a little bit. Like, I'm like the patient zero of Haley. Like, it all comes down to me and Kevin and in very rare cases, uh, Scott at Podcast The Ride. Mm. Like, we, we are the only Halix sources because otherwise there was the one blog from Jim Magon that no one saw, you know, no one was aware of. So, yeah. yeah and... But yeah, I know it's so true. Like, if he wants to get more Halix information, you know, curiosity is going to get the best of him. But it, it's funny because the more that you, like, you start to think about it, right? You start to think about the whole situation. And for the longest time, I was like, even if some top-level imaginer found our found out about Halix and found out about our dog, it would never be brought up or mentioned because the second that they find out that their top song was a song called Jailbait, they would be like, let's sweep this under the rug again. So it's hilarious that one day, the head port, like port, creative portfolio guy for the Disneyland Resort is going to be like, and play. <laughs> And then find out that you just like announced that we should bring it back at our celebration in front of a crowd of people. He knew what he was doing. It makes sense. That, but not getting like too into like rumors and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It is very interesting. Yeah, to think like, you know, I talk with people who I won't name names and I won't say who they were for, what they were for, whatever. But I talked to some people who were like, Halex has brought up in meetings before. I think he was lying to you when he said he hasn't watched it yet. So I don't know. Mm. Who knows? Maybe I, someday I'll have the pleasure of meeting him and I can find out the truth. Because I told him, I was like, you want to get coffee? You want to hear all about Halex? <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> I, I'm sure, you know, he, he, said, he did something very public and your documentary is very public. It's the, it is the thing. I think he knows he's he's got to tread a little lightly, you know. I mean, the great thing is that the, thank God the doc hit a million views. Thank you, Fast Fast episode. Yeah. <laughs> now the Felix documentary had a million views. That has a lot more legitimacy to it as well. Him yeah. typing in Halo and going, "Oh, what's this? It's a million views. Like this already has a built-in fan base, you know." Yeah. Yeah, I don't think this is the last we've heard about this. Uh, so. I mean, we're we're very happy for you. Very happy. Congratulations. Yeah, that was awesome. That's awesome. Congrats, man. Thank you. And Thank you. we're yeah, obviously uh, excited for your top secret project. <laughs> oh, yes. No, I'm very excited about that, too. Things are going great with that. Um, otherwise, I can't really think of any other updates about that situation. But I just think it's so crazy. Like, it's mind-boggling to me that, like, every year the Star Wars Celebration has been a thing. I have like had my eyes peeled on it from start to end where I just watch like every single live stream that happens, you know, and just like soak up everything. And I've been, I was so busy this past weekend. That it was the first hour celebration I didn't watch. And then to see like Halix being brought up is just crazy. Yeah. Especially too, because I was like, you know what? After the Halix doc comes out, it'd be so cool if like, People did like a Halix cosplay, like B23 celebration. I would have never thought in my wildest dreams, like, you know, that was going to 
Yeah, it's like a so well-produced that was slide. Really cool. Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> that is the best part. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it wasn't just like the picture. It was like, oh, they made it wasn't this slide even mentioned in passing. Yeah, they made a slide. Yeah, <laughs> no, so true. That's the best part. There was a dedicated slide for Halix. They literally said, Hilarious. you know, good thing this is live. You know, we're we're gauging the reaction. Like they literally said, all right, this is recorded. Like they have the reaction to this. Like from the audience. Yeah, of, he of what they were saying. she literally was like. I think we should bring it back and then turn to the audience like huh huh and um my my friend uh jonathan and his boyfriend from high school they they messaged me afterwards and they were like we were in the audience and we tried to cheer so loud (laughs) (laughs) which was also really cool too that was another cool thing of like oh my god like friends from high school were there cheering for halix like that's just so surreal it was really cool yeah, we want to see the graph of views after this weekend. Yes. Yeah. It's oh, like, true. It's going to go up. Yeah. I, yeah. I need to ask Kevin for the analytics. Yeah, because yep. even if it's, there's going to be a bump. There has to be because people are going to look it up, and that is the one million view hour and a half feature about. Because, let me tell you, people were confused. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> people in the were like, whoa. <laughs> like, they were like, they're like, what is this? Because, I mean, naturally, that's also another effect of Halix. Is the first time you see it, you are hit with the biggest wave of confusion. Yeah. <laughs> and poor little Scott subjected an entire crowd of Star Wars fans to what the fuck is the Halix? And I think we're all better off because of that. Like yeah, We it, are. And so, are, so is that whole crowd. So, thank you. Oh, I hear some music. <laughs> <laughs> he's so, arrived. I think he's arrived. Yeah. So thank you so much, Matthew. This oh, this, is... You're hearing Frontier Tower. Sorry. Oh, oh, okay. Are you? I travel back in time. Are you, so are you going to Trader but... Sam's? Uh, if you guys want to join me later at Trader Sam's, <laughs> come on, come on through. I was actually going to mess. I was going to say right before I left. If you guys want to come down to Trader Sam's, come oh. on down. Only your if... your guest on this episode is meeting me. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, oh. I am. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only if rain. Uh, you know. What is it? Edits until four thirty in the morning. Oh, I know, I know. That's very true. That's very true. We will see. Yeah, we will see. But thank you so much. Uh, you are you're awesome. Obviously, you know that. It's confirmed. After oh, this you weekend. Guys are awesome too. Thank you. All right. Have fun at the Disneyland Resort, and we'll thank you. we'll talk to you soon. We'll see you soon. We gotta. We do actually need to hang out at Disneyland soon. Yes, sir. So absolutely, that'll happen. All right. Thanks again. No, you do. Guys, all right, see you later. Bye. Hope you guys all enjoyed our special appearance, surprise guest appearance for Matthew Serrano. If you haven't watched the Halix documentary, what are you doing? Yeah, first off, Gene, he hadn't watched it. He was like, Hey, what's this? (laughs) And I'm like, Gene, you would love this. He was at Star Wars Celebration, yeah, he loves Star Wars. I'm like, You gotta watch this. And he goes, Well, I listened to the episode with the guy on it. And I'm the like, <laughs> well, he, I think he said the director. Or whatever, yeah, that's yeah. such a Gene thing to do. <laughs> no, no, no. He, and I'm like, and he was like, yeah, it was good. I'm like, Gene, go watch Live from the Space Age, a Halix story on the Defunct Land YouTube channel. And then go listen to the first episode of Tramon Plus, where we met Matthew Serrano for the first, first time. First time we talked to him, yeah. Yeah, and uh, had a great episode with him. That guy's a storyteller. Yeah. Yeah, he, he talked most of the time. We didn't have a script. We were I just had, listening. I had nothing. I just had like the 
there wasn't even an intro because it was Tramman Plus. It was just like, let's get into it. And, uh, you know, and even when he was telling the story of this weekend, it was like, he's in story mode right now. <laughs> yep. he, he knows what he's doing. He has to tell you the whole thing. But, <laughs> in, the, in, but in a good way. It's yeah. not like, okay, so I was wearing these shoes. It was like, no. <laughs> so I was editing on my yeah. new project with these, with these friends. And, and then get, I get this text and I'm like, ah, ha, ha, because people often send me these things they're photoshops whatever and you know that's great for a documentary filmmaker yeah <laughs> perfect he's a storyteller so yeah. yeah go listen or watch both of those things yeah uh, but it was actually a, if i know shameless plug but if anyone watches the halix documentary our episode is like a very good little behind the scenes of it because he talks a lot about the people he talked to yeah. and met and i know there's like a, he's done a couple interviews Yes. But like not at that time when we released it, it was like two other ones, if Dude. not one. He was like, oh, I've been on one other podcast. I found him on LinkedIn. <laughs> wow. I just looked up his name and I was like, oh, I'd like to get somebody from Defunctland, you know, looked up his name wow. and I saw Mount San Antonio College, the same junior college I went to. And I was like, well, here's his email. Let me message yeah. him. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. he's a great guy. Yes, he, he really is. So definitely go watch both of those things. And then look. When you go watch the documentary, you're going to want to do anything you possibly can <laughs> to learn more about Halix. Yeah. You'll listen to Tram and Plus yeah. without even thinking about it. So, yes. Thank you again. Now, it is time for we... Oh, wait, wait. I almost did... Because it's been different. Come on, come on. It's time for We Have It So Good, in which, for now, members of the Tram fam write in with what they miss and appreciate about Disneyland or about their recent trips. Uh, we need to still rewrite that subtitle. But Reyes was supposed to write this in last week, he said. A couple Sundays ago, I planned a trip to celebrate my sister's graduation from USC. We both knew we were staying the majority of the day for World of Color, so we got there a little after rope drop. Eased into the day by going on Space Mountain and Matterhorn. Wasn't too busy at first, which surprised us both. Made sure to get on rides before our Oga's reservation for noon, where things went a little sideways. To make a long story short, we were sat with a family and shared a table, like most reservations at Oga's Go. There was an older lady at the table who proceeded to let the cast member know that she was at high risk and didn't know that other people were allowed to sit at the table. Things started getting tense due to the fact that we were sitting there. They refused to finish their drinks and food. It was a little ridiculous. Felt a little bad for my sister because I knew she was looking forward to her outer rim. We were only going to get one drink since we also had the Magic Key Terrace, but that all changed after that. Uh, I assume they got more drinks. So before going over to DCA, oh, we had a nice lunch at Ballast Point. Went on Guardians, Spider-Man, Single Rider, and Credit Coaster before dinner in World of Color. Other than Oga's, we had a wonderful time, and World of Color was a great way to cap off the day. We had a good spot. Good to hear, good to hear. I don't want to bag on people too much, but... I have two two things. Either if if you're high risk, I don't know if like what does that mean? What does that mean? High risk is like you can get sick easily and then bad things happen. Okay. I don't know if like going to Disneyland in the cantinas. Like, I don't want to judge what people do and their decision, but like it's real tight in there. Look, man. Like, sure, maybe they didn't know about the sitting thing, but if you're, I don't want to say this person's not being truthful. Yeah. But did they just not so want someone to sit at the table? Because if you're high risk, you're not eating. You're not going to Oga's. You're not going no. to Disneyland. Yeah, or you are with an end. 
and yeah, and ninety five because yeah, I'm used to the KN ninety five now. And you know, you're going on rides and stuff, but you're not like eating indoors and these tight things. Like I don't know, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's if you're high risk, it's. I mean, it might never be the time, right? Yeah. But this is like, uh, I don't know. It's a. It's called Logos Cantina. It's a bar. Yeah. Bar. <laughs> a bar is just things are going on at the bar. You yeah. Know? So I I do wish those people the best, but I'm glad they had a good time. Magic Key Terrace, yeah. man. It was great. I love it. Good stuff. Uh, I still haven't been to the new version. There's a new version? No, like they remodeled it. So they, they remodeled it to now make it the official, like it's like Club 33 for keyholes. Got it, got it, That's got kind it. of their whole pitch for it's it. It's like a DVC lounge in yeah, Orlando. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. it's actually quite nice and it's it it's fairly easy to get into, actually. I think you've been to it without realizing hard. it. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. The original version was a DCA 1.0 themed, which they've kept all the beverage themes and everything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. They actually used to play the Sunshine Plaza Loop. And then they stopped doing that. And ever since, every time Matt and I have gone, it's like, when are they going to play this again? Huh? Yeah, I, I want the, they need to add the uh, Oregon version of California Girls to Instagram so I can use it on all their DCA <laughs> stories. Uh, that's a good treat. So this is, I'm excited for this one. Because we, we have listeners like all over the age spectrum and uh, and gender spectrum. But we don't get like these very specific ones. Right. I mean, probably because of the age. But Eduardo wrote in about his grad night trip. First of all, congrats. congratulations. Congrats. You graduated. You are uh, out in the real world. Mm. Uh, good luck to you. <laughs> may, the, may the spires keep you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There it is. Hey, Tramon. Grad night on Saturday was amazing. I finally got a chance to try a Ronto wrap. Got a cold brew black calf. And most importantly, I finally rode Rise of the Resistance, which was awesome. The day was magical and fun. Now at night, the nightmares <laughs> came out. The number I was hearing from people was 15 schools. I don't know if that's true or not, but all 15 schools were called to leave at 1.30 a.m. All of us were shoved in like sardines in the bus plaza. A few people got hurt. One person fainted and another broke their arm. <laughs> Because no one was waiting in line for buses and everyone was just pushing themselves up to the front. Ambulances and police showed up. But all the kids who shoved their way up to the front just got on a bus and headed to Toy Story. Oh my God. My group had to wait two plus hours while being screamed at by fed up employees. Understandably, probably. But after two hours of waiting... We were told we had to walk to Toy Story like zombies at 3 a.m. We were supposed to arrive at my school in Pasadena at 3.45 a.m. We arrived at 5. It was a very fun day and a very chaotic night. I'm still happy I went, and I'm glad that I had my grad night at Disneyland. I remember when I was little, I had to leave the parks earlier due to grad night, and I'm happy that I now get to be the reason little kids leave the park early. So I don't often write a discussion question yeah i don't think i ever have but i i have today eduardo no one leaves early anymore should grad night go back to pre-2012 and be after hours only because we graduated 2011 and that was disneyland's closed the buses show up you get frisked and then you go in until 6 a.m but the buses would park in what is that the old pinocchio lot Next to Mickey and Friends. And right, then, yeah. And then we was, were 
Frist at the tram uh, loading station. Uh, and then we had to walk the tram room. I think the bus. No, no. The Ooh. bus dropped us off at the bus plaza. Did it? Yes. And I think they got called back or something. Oh, okay. But this, they all got called at the same time. Because I remember we left early. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, we used to go till six in the morning. And then the next year, my cousin went. And the school he was at, they're not, I mean, they're not loaded or anything. Mm -hmm. So this was, I assumed at that point, like, this is just what the tickets are like. They got an all-day ticket to Disneyland. Wow. But back then, and up until a few years ago, if not even like 2019, because I remember he chaperoned once because he was a teacher. And I hung out with him until it closed. They would let kids go to Disneyland all day. Disneyland would close at the official start of grad night. And on top of that, the party was only in DCA. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. But yeah. now, they like, just let the kids stay longer. It's like a free But they're there all day long with all these crowds. And I heard, but again, rumors are rumors, that they overbooked this whole thing, uh, which... I, I would assume is due to they don't even things are still not back to normal. A lot of rides are still closed. They still don't have enough cast members. Yeah, that's definitely been clear. Uh, they're doing job fairs now instead of, you know, three round interviews and all this stuff with like, do they even we'll, we'll give you fifteen hundred dollars to work with us. Yeah, <laughs> we're paying you to, get, to yeah. get a job. Yeah. And so we're paying you so we can pay you some more <laughs> yeah kind of like the the standby times when they're like we're just putting this because when it used to go out this far that's what it meant but who the hell actually knows so could have been that but a lot of these sound eduardo seems like him and his friends are great they i mean they waited till 2 a.m they weren't pushing they're cordial yeah and i'm sure many if probably a majority of the kids are like that the problem is there are many troublemakers and troublemakers make a lot of trouble Oh, yeah. And it's been, I heard there's tons of line cutting. Uh, uh. Kimmy saw some videos. Someone, I said something like that. Like, oh, Kimmy told me about this. And they go, yeah, it happened to us. We're in line for, I don't know what it was. And then like 12 kids just like. <laughs> and then like, unless there's like altercations and stuff, cast members can't really chase after like line cutters. Usually like when someone starts yelling and they're like, okay, you know, people are going to start fighting. We got to like, okay. Like that fight at Fantasmic. There was a fight at Fantasmic. Again, it was a family. I was shocked that those cast members got involved. Me too. Me because they were told physical. not to get involved. Not yeah. like, but I heard one of them got hit. Cool. So then it was kind of like, yeah, you got car launch now, kind of thing. No, no, they, mean, they weren't being. The cast members weren't being. Like, but they were they were holding him down. Yeah, because now yeah. it's like okay, now everyone's involved. It's like it's serious. Yeah. You know? But yeah, yeah, a lot of lots going on. With the grad nights too, it's the the students are able to be in Disneyland. It's like a park hopper, but yeah. if they're not in California Venture by like 10 p.m., then they get locked out of the after hours like grad night. Oh, they do, and then they have to spend the entire rest of the night after Disneyland closes at midnight. So they might have to spend two plus two three hours in the Esplanade. Oh. They don't get any access to the actual grad. Whoa! Period. So okay. that's sort of like the threat of you need to be in here by this certain time. Yeah. Um, I think, too, the reason that right now it's like, all right, we have to close the park early and do this whole thing, and it's only ending at 1 a.m., 1 or 2 a.m., is the issue of how, however late you go. Like, if you're going until, like, 5 a.m. or something like that, if the party hours were officially to them, you don't have that many hours to clean up the park and do maintenance on rides yeah. before you actually open for the next day. But I know Disneyland used 
I swear there was a time it opened like later. They I'm opened at like sure. 10, yeah. 10, like 11. Yeah. And now you know, they have the eight, magic right? morning, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's always open super early. Now. Yeah. Cause it used to be like, we used to check like, Oh no, rope drops at eight today. We're not yeah. going. And it used to be like, Oh, we get there at 10 at rope drop on a, I've definitely been there at 10 AM rope drop on a Friday before yeah. in like 2012 or something. Yeah. And that's probably that that probably makes sense for like a grad night happened or something like that. I, that apparently. was there was no no, that was a September. Wow. They were just like, Yeah, we open at ten today. Yeah, slow because, hours. Cause I think the inflection point for Disneyland being so busy was the Diamond Celebration. Because oh. Diamond Celebration is when Instagram was popping off mm. and then FOMO got the whole, into the whole thing yeah. and now influencers are here and it's it's over. There's no going back. It's but gonna like, be this I went, bad forever. <laughs> I went 2012. I mean, they had fast passes, but my cousin and I showed up at Rope Drop. Like, no big deal. Yeah, like we just like parked, that's crazy. trammed, walked in, rode everything multiple times. We do rode every. Ride. Do you remember the beginning of the reopening when there oh. was super low oh. park capacity? We were that, the, that like one week. It was one week because yeah. then the second week was already slightly more. Yeah, there was like a. I think. They just kept the, turning up that knob. Yeah, because yeah. I think the regulation was 15% yeah. for the first two weeks at least. But way after the fact, they said it was lower than 15% yeah. on their own decision. I was there May 2nd. And it closed at 7, but ghost town. Yeah. January, February of 2021 was my first time going to Disney World ever. And when we went, both Disney World and Universal were pretty much completely dead that week. Nice. And it's still like kind of pandemic times and it yeah. was like kind of locked down. But um, we ended up riding Flight of Passage like seven times in a row. They literally had a cast member at the exit like, yeah. you guys want to go again? <laughs> like Whoa. waving people on. We went on Hagrid's seven times in a row at Universal, just looping. We just kept our bags in the locker, looped, and then, okay, our two hours is running out. Let's go like switch it out. And then just looped more. Jeez. It was insane. And it's never going to get that good ever again. Like no. now we're in the times we are now where it's just capacity is insane. Yeah. Yeah. So I. Okay. The the time I helped, not helped, my cousin was chaperoning and I was with him. And if he had to go chaperone, I didn't go with him. Right. Like I remember Disneyland closed at nine and I had to go home because DCA was the party. The party still ended at like three. So there's time to clean up and all that stuff. So even though it sucks, Disneyland closes, whatever, a lot of kids don't want to go all day because they're like oh we have our own party now it's like oh we got a ticket to disneyland and it's hard yeah. to go to disneyland and there's a million of them and they're rowdy and there are not enough cast members yeah which is management's fault not cast members fault yeah. and yeah it's it's like especially imagine like a new cast member yeah. right oh, poor people man. and <laughs> you know i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> I'm sure there's some cast members, they're there because it's a job. But many of them, they love being there. Kimmy and I had this person scanning the tickets. She was smiling ear to ear, scanning our tickets in. And five hours later, when we walked out, and I'm Still like, smiling? it must have been her first day. Yeah. Because, like, not that cast members are not smiley. It's that, it's, imagine starting now, you're all like, Brian, I got my job at Disneyland, like, finally. And then, like, it's this insanity. It's the, the pe people right now are rabid to just do things. Yeah. It's crazy. And this grad night's just not helping. Like I put out, I got to put that calendar out again for people yeah. of the grad night dates. Cause I don't know, man. Like it's not kids these days. Kids are always like this, especially seniors, high school kids are another breed, but we were like that, not us specifically, but our class when we went, 
It used to, it used to be worse, apparently. <laughs> but it was only the teachers, the students, yeah. and people who worked at Disneyland. There were no like innocent bystanders. Because as far as I know, <laughs> again, I could be totally wrong. There was no day ticket option before 2012. We didn't get the option. We didn't get it yeah. at all. Because they, our school probably would have charged us if they could. I don't know. But I don't think it was like that. But 2012 was definitely like my cousin was like, I'm at grad night. I'm like, it's 2 p.m. It's like, yeah, we have a day ticket. We could show up at any time. We didn't show up till like 8, 8 yeah. or 9. Yeah. So, well, one of our friends who was banned from grad night jumped the fence. Yeah, my uh, <laughs> my school, Villa Park, they got banned because uh, a group of them, I guess, were on um, It's a Small World, and they had a bad trip, and they ended up <laughs> jumping out of the boat and getting stuck backstage and lost in the ride. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, banned uh, forever, I guess. You know, well, that was it. Yeah, and we had to go to Six Flags. Mm. Ooh, not even knots? <laughs> not even no, knots. not even knots. <laughs> Six Ouch. Flags. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. That's rough. So, yeah, it's a little crazy, uh, but I'm glad Eduardo had a good time. I hope it's not like this next year. I hope not. I hope not. High school kids, man. We look. We're a little snots too at yeah. some point, but it's it's bad. We, we shouldn't kid ourselves. It's like this every year. It's been like this forever. Not not pre twenty twelve is what I'm saying. It, <laughs> it was like that during grad night after hours. It was contained because grad night's whole appeal was you're there like midnight to six. Yeah. And yeah, I get it. The cleaning, all that. It's it's a mess. But like. That's what grad night was. It was the party. The rides were actually had like long waits and everything. But um, yeah, now who knows? So you gone to Disneyland recently? I, I had a quick trip. Yeah. What's uh, went to Uva Bar real quick. Oh, yeah. Got dinner, got the fish tacos. Chef's kiss. Uh, rode It's a Small World. And got the, uh, I think it's the triple chocolate brown, chocolate chip brownie thing. It's like a brookie at what? Pooh's Corner. Oh, 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 the big, the triple chocolate brownie this, pie. This thing, Ooh. yeah. Because they have the holiday one. Dude, shout out to that thing. I got to try the triple chocolate. Awesome, awesome. I've never had a brookie that's like it, brownie mixed with chocolate chip cookie. That's not what that is, is it? It is. Let me see. No, it's just one. It's not a brownie. I'll tell you that. No, I know. But it's a, a brookie is a, a cookie inside of yes. a brownie. Yes. Not mixed. Exactly. This is like mixed. Oh, you're saying it's like a brownie with the consistency of a cookie. Is yeah. what you're saying. Okay, yeah, yeah. got it, got it, got it. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it. We got there and left really quick. <clears throat> I got to ask my mom how she used to do it. Uh, did, did you get my Ghirardelli notes? I did. I did. She used to take like dollops of Ghirardelli and just make cookies out of them. Wow. <laughs> Which is way more dangerous. Yeah. I don't know what she did, but I'll, I'll ask her. Uh, Freddie, I know, I know you're at Disneyland a lot, but... Do you have any standouts from recent trips? Anything you want to mention? Well, unfortunately, it looks like the the thing that I was about to bring up is no longer in there. But during the <laughs> Star Wars night and um, during the subsequent, like this path, past month, up until Star Wars Celebration, uh, they had a few different items in Galaxy's Edge to kind of celebrate um, Black Spire Day is is what I call, what they, I think they called it. Uh, but in Oga's Cantina, they had a specialty drink. I don't remember what it was called, but it was very good. And even better than that, they had these pretzel rolls. That you could actually get. So oh, yeah. for Just the first time, too. for the first time when you were in Oga's, you could actually eat something. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was actually uh, worth doing. Um, otherwise, tonight I'm actually going to go uh, meet up with Matthew Serrano, speaking nice. of, uh, nice. who was nice. just on the podcast. And we're probably going to go to Trader Sam's, so that's going to be a good time, of course. Yeah, they. I think that was like a, 
they never announced an end date, but it was like May. Yeah. Like the cookie at the milk stand that they sold out, out at of, 9 a.m. They ran out of stock. That has to be yeah. what it is. I think it was, yeah. we were selling it May 4th and May 5th until we're out. Yeah. I, I think I we mentioned something yep. like that. Because, but I asked them about the cookie and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, you got to get here early. We're like, how early? They're like, the cast member was just like, like nine. <laughs> That's why. Like everyone rope drops opening. for this cookie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Matt and I, uh, pre-pandemic, Matthew Serrano and I would rope drop for the breakfast chimichanga. Oh yeah, Big yeah. Thunder Mountain. We, if you have, have not you had, had the breakfast, yeah, had if you have not had the breakfast chimichanga, add it to your list of things to do when you go to Disneyland in the morning. Always worth it. Yeah, I recommended it to an employee who went recently. I'm like, listen, dude, you go eat whatever you want all yeah. day. But I send them like a foodie guide that I made. <laughs> like I texted him, like, here's a picture. Here's where to get it because yeah. he knows Disneyland. But like, if I tell him ship to shore marketplace, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. And uh, he was like. I'm like, it's not big enough to share. No. And so he bought two and his wife only ate like half. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> one and a half. Yeah, that thing, uh, another level. Although I think it used to have more in it. It did. I mean, everything. Everything. everything, everything. We, have, we have brought this up now uh, with the lobster roll from earlier. Yeah. It's like everything. Remember back during that one shareholder meeting where everyone got up in, or, up in arms because one of their financial people was like, oh, it's going to be good for people's waistlines or whatever. Yeah. It is. And you're like... That's not the point. That's a- <laughs> yeah, I was I was telling my uncle who he's into fitness and healthy eating. Yeah, but he's all when I told him that, he's like, they really said that on a sh- investor call. Yeah, like you don't you don't say who that. tell who trained them. Like you don't say that. That just <laughs> sounds terrible. Yeah. Hey, they're still working there. Like, oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah, but just like the overall, <laughs> you know, stock prices and all. Jeez, uh, man, don't. Don't say it. yeah. It's I mean realistically, it's probably true. But don't say it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, and and I would say that that was my my latest recollection from going to Disneyland. Um, I, I stopped by twice this week, and both times I went in, all the alcoholic beverages are up by like two dollars. Almost everything is up. Yeah. The um, the uh, I remember when the mac and cheese bacon mac and cheese cone was like seven bucks or seven or eight, but eight dollars, oh, yeah, yeah. and now it's ten dollars. They hit. They passed. The, it is now ten dollars flat. Wow. It's happening. Everything is up by $2. It's just, it's the I remember the last time everything was up by $2. Yeah. Like right before the pandemic. It was like, okay, they haven't, the bread bowl was nine. Now it's $11.95. Okay. Now it's like 14 or something. You know, it's it's just that threshold. It's all going to be over 20 eventually. You know, you're just, you're going to slowly get there. The problem I have that I've said here a lot, raise the price on me. Don't change the portion. Yeah. When you cut the portion, now it's like, I'm in this weird spot where I'm not going to buy two. Yeah. I might buy something else, but. Just look, prices go up on everything all the time, everywhere, all at once. Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> how many times are we going to say that? <laughs> it comes up a lot. I don't know. It does, yeah. But look, prices go up. I get it. Yeah. But don't make the thing worse. Just charge me more. That's fine. But charging me more and making it worse is just like just being scum. Now that is actual greed. That's not yeah. raising profit. It's just greed. Like, how much can I get away with? Yeah. But it's not still fun. Yeah. But we'll see what's we'll see what happens with the summer with these magic key passes. Um, it's kind of it's an interesting time for sure. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So let us end with our closing segment. Rain, what time is it? It's pizza time. It's time for one last bite. As always, well, no, I was gonna say rain as always, but no. Freddie, as always, what is the best food you ate this week from anywhere? Oh my gosh. 
Wow. Wait, you're putting me on the spot here. You want to come back? I, I can go first. Yeah, I, have to I, can, yeah, I can do it. Ray, as always, what is the best food you ate this week? So this is going to be kind of like a combo. Okay. <laughs> it's never it's never just a food item that is no. the best of the week. No. Uh, I had reservations this past Saturday, and I went to Strongwater, Anaheim. Oh, you finally made it. I finally made it. I finally made it. I got a couple things there. I got lumpia. Okay. Amazing lumpia with this fish sauce that they have. I also got this like Wagyu Hawaiian burger with spam. Yeah. Dude, oh my. Is there an egg in there? Heck yeah. Beautiful, Heck yeah. dude. Beautiful. Mm, chef's kiss. Uh, shout out to the drinks too. Oh man, dude. Like just everything. Everything there was was next level amazing. Um, but at the same time, I went next door to Requiem, which is a Final Fantasy coffee bar. Ooh. Yeah. And I uh, got some, some great, delicious coffee there. And uh, I also, for best dessert, I'm going to give it to some cake pops that I made this past week for a Memorial Day barbecue I went to yesterday. I spent like four or five hours on Saturday night making cake pops. Never made them in the past. Really hard, man. Yeah, it's a nightmare, isn't it? It is. It's totally a nightmare. If you make your own frosting, even more so. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And shout out, like I said, shout out to the drinks. All right. Freddie, you ready yet? Or I mean, I, I have something to talk about. Uh, right. It's not a restaurant or anything like that. Oh, no, no, but, no. Um, you, sometimes it's the, it's the food you made. Sometimes yeah. it's sometimes it's a hamburger from McDonald's. You never know. So um, uh, again, I, I think I mentioned earlier, um, my girlfriend, Anna, um, and she's Hispanic. And so getting to experience some of her heritage and being able to experience some of that food it has been really eye-opening. Uh, so this week I had a pozole uh, de pollo, yeah. uh, which was amazing. So have you had menudo? No. Don't do it. Don't do it. You don't need okay. the menudo. Okay. Yeah, just pozole, you're good with that. Oh, yeah. It was it was really good. We went over uh, to her aunt's and it was like... Oh, yeah. You get the tia's pozole, <laughs> you're good. It's it's just one of those things. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up living overseas. My parents, my parents were missionaries. Um, and so getting to experience different cultures, we lived in Indonesia and Bangladesh. Uh, mm-hmm. You get to have food from around the world. One of one of the best stories. Uh, we went on a like two week tour of China. So we went around and this particular region, mm-hmm. they had this one uh, restaurant that everyone goes to. That's like really famous. And we walked in and at the time I had a little bit of a cold, so I couldn't really smell well. And the rest of my family's like, what is this? Like what it smelled like, like sewage or something like that. And then they bring out this, this dish fermented bean curd and the whole place smelled of it. And it was like, oh, that's what it is. Like they kept going to the restroom to wash their hands. And it's like, where's the smell coming from? And then I can't smell anything. So I'm just eating. I'm like, this is amazing. It's delicious. <laughs> and, and my family's like, you know, okay, we're being polite. You know, just keep yeah. handing me the food. Um, and ever since awesome. that moment, though, that's when I started. Uh, I think I started, you know, I used to be really, really picky. I still am kind of, but starting to explore other foods and other cultures. And uh, if you have a restaurant recommendation of, of something local that's like really unique, please send it to me. Yeah. Really unique and local. Yeah. Mm. I'm thinking. We're here in Southern California. We've been to different cultures. Have you been to Din Tai Fung? Uh, no, not yet. Oh, dude. Well, it's got to come to no, to no. Disney. You don't want to go at downtown Disney. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. uh there's one at South Coast Plaza. Okay. And all the other ones all the way in uh, Santa Anita Mall. Okay. So, yeah. South Coast probably closest around here, right? Yeah. 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 More local, Birria Guadalajara, which is I think there's one in La Habra. That's like the best birria that you you have in the area. What I, I what I haven't done 
that I hear everyone should do is just straight up go to Northgate Market and just get the hot food. Dude, honestly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or the, the Awas there are really good too. Yeah. Uh, what, what what Latina is your, your girlfriend? I don't even know how to like like no what what, 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 no, what ethnicity what ethnicity <laughs> yeah that's why, the what weirdest is way to ask what, sorry what sorry sorry what ethnicity is, is your girlfriend like her family her family is directly we're actually going uh, to Mexico uh, oh she's Mexican she's Mexican. Mexican okay we are actually going to Mexico well we're well, going to I, let me let me see if I can pull up the region I don't even remember is it Ensenada. no 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 okay it's gonna be good it's gonna be good it's like central it's like right dab in the middle of Mexico. Yeah, mm. I, I need to. I need Me, to remember this region. Michoacan, Zacatecas, Zacatecas. Yeah, yes. yes. All right, so there we go. We we got there eventually, but we're we're going there, and uh, her family keeps hyping it up, and I'm super excited. And I was like, I'm, I'm gonna love this. Where did I and just she's go? like, you know, you gotta pull me back. Zacatecas is like fine. a village, right? Fine. <laughs> no, it's that's, a village area. Yeah, but the place in Mexico I just went to was in Zacatecas. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a vacation spot. I forget what it's called. Oh, okay. Right. So. Definitely, uh, if you had albondigas yet, ooh, dude, Ooh, it's, it's a soup with meatballs, but there's like rice in it. Yeah, <laughs> it's good stuff. But the king of all Mexican food, in my opinion, uh, mole. Oh, mole is cool. Mole is amazing and hard to make. That's yeah. the thing. Really uh, tinga, have you had tinga? Tinga's it's like, iron. Tinga's good. Tinga's it's a tostada with a little bit of beans oh. and and shredded adobo chicken. Yeah. Uh, with and then you put like lettuce, cotija, and all that stuff. Tamales. My girlfriend's gonna listen to this and just be so upset with me. It's gonna be great. <laughs> no, dude. No, <laughs> no, no, now, now you, now she's got like this, like ah, he's, he's. We, we he's gotta, we gotta do a list of things. Yeah. She, she's always like, and here's this thing that we're yeah. gonna try at, the, at this point, and here's this thing, and here's the thing that's from Secatecas. But yeah. if you, if she ever says, let's try sesos, you say I'm good. What's that? Brains. I would try brains. Ah, uh, dude. I, uh, Isn't brains just cabeza? Buche? Monkey yeah. brains. Oh, buche? buche and sesos? No, no. Cabeza is like the fat around the head. Uh, sesos is straight up brain. Right. <laughs> I've had buche. It's not good. It's a digestive yeah. tract, right? Yeah. <laughs> so what's funny is it was, I was at uh, Taqueria de Anda. It's like a, it's a chain now. Yeah, but it's, but it's, really but it's pretty good. But they advertise it as pork belly. It's, <laughs> it's not pork belly. The belly is this part out here. It wasn't that part. It was the inside part. Yeah. Not good. Apparently, there is good buche, but it's not easy for it to be good. Uh, there is, of course, menudo, which is tripe, tripas, which is just stomach lining. It's not good. I think it's overhyped. I think it's just... It's when people grow up with menudo. It's yeah. like, that's their go-to, but so I'm it's, good. You know, and uh, so caldo is just broth, but it's usually like soup. Um, there's like caldo de pollo and then there's just like people will call other things caldo, but it's just sopa, but no one cares. Cause dude, it's all, all the, all the words. Honestly, there. dude, you're like, like the, you're an honorary Mexican. <laughs> no, I'm not. You definitely are. You definitely Um, let's see. Yeah. Tamales, obviously. Do we, do we hit everything? Yeah, I think so. I all, mean, there's the so much more. Ones? There's so much more, you know, uh, uh, I'll listen back through this and write everything down. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. There's probably, Oh, just, just a real simple flautas. Just get the. It's just, it's just like a taquito, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. They have those at Lamplight at brunch, but is brunch even there right now? I don't it's, know. You can never know. It's just the hours. It's just yeah. because all the restaurants. It's like they don't have the staffing to do all the hours. Yeah, we noticed. To. Yeah. Uh, last time we, like, Lamplight Boardwalk yeah. Dining is just not open. No, it's it, it's purely based off availability. Yeah. Um, you know. I mean, even just you, wherever you sit down, you even go to Trader Sam's nowadays. Sometimes they're stretched a little thin. 
I've had the manager wait on me occasionally. Like it's just like the manager has to jump in. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's rough out there. Uh, yeah. Disney, pay your cast members more, and suddenly you will have more cast members to pay. That's all you need. Uh, okay, wait. Yeah, mine. Mine. My good food. Or do you have <laughs> d- good drink and sweet? Or it's it's we're going with... Uh, uh, good drink. I, I can name one, uh, which I'm definitely going to have when I, we go to Trader Sam's. Um, I personally enjoy the King Kamehameha. Yes. Um, I, I love drink. the off-menu secret okay. beverages. Some okay. of them... All the bartenders can make, and some they cannot. So you have a specific bartender. My recommendation at Sam's is always to, if as long as you can get inside or you're at the patio, actually talk to the bartender there, get a drink recommendation, actually list out the type of alcohol that you like, the type of flavors that you like, mm-hmm. and they can make you something there right on the spot. And uh, it feels really special when that happens. Yeah, they they are very cool there. They are. So my favorite food this week, <laughs> I did actually try uh, machaca. Like oh, that's another one. Yeah, machaca con huevo is pretty good. <laughs> it was it was all right. The yeah. one I had, uh, it's, it's a shredded beef, dude. It's shredded beef, but it's okay. It's vaguely an omelet, yeah, but no milk and mostly meat yeah. with like peppers and stuff. But someone told me it's it's not always good. It's like you got to get it just right. It was fine, but uh, look, there's Tom's Tailgate down the street from here. They make puffy tacos, but I just had three soft tacos. Soft tacos. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I I went to Tom's Tailgate also. When did you go to Tom's Tailgate? Two days ago. I went to Savers next door. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I want Tom's Tailgate. Got the puffy tacos. I got. I felt like dying the rest of the day. How many did you get? Just two. But dude, those things. Are okay, good. they're hit or miss. Sometimes they're really small. I don't no, know. No, don't not know. these. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I just got carne asada with with cilantro, and mm. their carne asada is like so marinated mm. that it's like wet. I didn't even put anything on it. It's delicious. Uh. The, oh, right. We, I went in the wrong order. The best sweet. I don't have too many sweets, but Kimmy brought me these like popsicles, but they're like organic, whatever. They're not trying to be healthy. It's just like, hey, this is like fruit juice. Mm-hmm. Best sweet. I had like each one multiple times. It's, right. I shouldn't have. But the best drink, uh, we went to Asada Cantina and Kitchen at the San Clemente Outlets for America's birthday. Happy birthday, America. It is her birthday as of Wednesday. 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 June 1st. Uh, so happy birthday. I got the painkiller, which was Sammy's Beach Rum, pineapple, coconut cream, orange juice with a nutmeg sprinkle. Nice. It's nice, great. nice, nice. Uh, big portion, too. So poor Kevin ordered something, and they, some, they ran out of everything he ordered, food or otherwise. Mm-hmm. But he ordered this. They didn't have it, but it sounded great. And I thought you'd want to know. And maybe you'll go to Asada just for this. The Curious Jorge. <laughs> Bananas? Fresh banana. Nice. Don Julio Reposado. Nice. Fresh orange juice, lemon, agave, and a banana brulee. That's happening. I'm going yeah. for sure. Curious Jorge. Okay. <laughs> Curious Jorge. Yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, it was good. It was a fun time. Uh, again, happy birthday. But, yeah, that was that was the best drink Food is good. I just, I, I didn't work out. Yeah. But they, uh, they have like enchiladas. They have nice. like uh, short rib. It looked like mole, but it wasn't mole. But that this is the place that sells the burritos that for four dollars they'll make it into a chimichanga. Nice, wow, dude. Take brandy. There you yeah. go. Yeah, so yeah, get yeah. a nice fancy burrito and then they'll deep fry it. And it's as <sighs> big as your arm. Nice. And you you will want to die. Don't eat lunch that day. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, good stuff. I again. I always forget the topic related question. That's what it says here. 
Because <laughs> we talked. This is what. This is my trouble. Last week was the Galaxy's Edge eats and treats, and I also had to come up with a, a topic food topic yeah. about the food topic. And now we're on week two of Star Wars. Yeah. Should they sell bone broth in Galaxy's Edge? How have they not sold bone broth in Galaxy's Edge? They sell like bantha broth, dude. They no, the, I don't know what it is. What uh, Grogu's drinking and like the, <gasps> Ooh, you know, yeah, because they probably will know. Dude, they, they sell the chicharrones bowl. for five ninety five at yeah. Fairfax Market. They can sell bone broth, which is at Trader Joe's <laughs> in a container. Yeah, yeah, they need more, more um, on themes. Well, no, they have, no, no. We always uh, give Docking Bay Seven its accolades. Yeah. But what about more food from the movies? There yeah. isn't that. How much food is there? I need a floating pear, you know. Yeah, that that yeah. meal that uh, Obi Wan made this past week. Yeah. Oh, it was. It reminded me of Ray and the uh, it did the bread with the bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it just like form. Forms oh yeah. Itself, how, yeah. How have they not done something that looks like that? Yeah. Yeah. Or, hmm. Yeah, they could do stuff like that. That'd be nice. Uh, I had. I did have one more thing I was going to point out, like a food thing they do. Uh, Obi Wan. Bone broth. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Just, just give me pork on a stick, please. Just give me pork right. on a stick. <laughs> and that's they like had in those the little, They had the little um, like chicken legs that you could get during Star Wars uh, Star Wars nights. That's right. Uh, and I was like, sure. they, I literally, I'm like, I need to find Chewy. And he's like, hey, <laughs> pork on a stick. Yeah. It's delicious, man. At least they stopped selling the jerky. Did you ever have that? No. <laughs> <laughs> we, they had jerky at Ronto Roasters. At one look, I was like, nah. It was refrigerated. Oh, it yeah. was not good. And my cousin, cousin got two. He bought two. Wow. Okay. So that is all we have for this week. Freddie, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank do you. you. Do you have any final thoughts? Um, I just think that Star Wars Celebration was a really good time. I was surprised with how wonderful in terms of just a general experience it was. Like even if you were just a casual Star Wars fan, you would get a lot out of it. Um, nice. So next time it comes to Anaheim, don't miss out. Actually, yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, normally, they live stream everything. Like when it, the, the one that's going to be in the UK, I assume mm. they'll have a lot more live streamed content. But you know, there are things that if you aren't in that room, you will miss. And uh, mm. it's it's really worth being worth being there for everything. Um, so it was a really good time. Um, if you want to reach me, uh, you can reach me at Helmsman Freddy on all social media sites. Um, I used to do a podcast called Imagine Tomorrow. Uh, getting back into podcasting is a little bit tricky in terms of timing and everything like that. Maybe it's, I'll get there. We'll see. It is tough because it's like, like oh, I'm free Tuesday. I'm like, we just Tuesday yeah. we record. Yeah. If you don't, you, you just have to. Yeah. Yeah. It's There's been very few instances where I'm like, I can't. And then we have like a an emergency guest come on or something. I did a yeah. solo show one. did a solo yeah. show. That's it's, right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it's. It is both easy and hard at the same time. Yeah. It's I have easy. all my old episodes like saved on Google Drive where it's like. Are they, <laughs> like so are they still up? No, not anymore. Oh. I, I had to, de- you know, couldn't continuously pay to host something that I wasn't adding on to yeah. anymore. But yeah, I have them all saved and backlogged. So if anybody reaches out looking for something, I can nice. send it to them. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, we did forget to bring up Obi-Wan, but it's very fresh. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we could say anything without spoilers, except yeah. like I like it. Uh, I love. It. I am. I know for a fact, looking at the reactions from a lot of people, including my friends, that there was a biases of being in a room with people reacting. Mm. So that you know, every moment that took place in the show, you were like, "I am here for it." Like the other part of it is like you're there, and Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor are there watching it and supporting <laughs> it, and yeah. like 
you're there for it. So um, I'm excited. We will see where the show ends up. I think that's I think it's better to just wait and just like it's only six episodes. So you only mm-hmm. have to wait like three more weeks and then it's done and it's its own thing. And so then you can kind of really understand what it was. I'm pumped. I will I'm say pumped. shout out to all the Oribesh that we saw. <laughs> shout out, dude. So I, like, I've never <laughs> seen this much. Yeah. yeah. So it's Blade Runner meets Star Wars. There <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, honestly. Uh, and uh, shout out to clone veterans. Yeah. And veterans everywhere. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this is Memorial Day weekend. It was. was. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Good to know the VA is uh, also not working in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh so yeah, I think I think that is all we have. But yeah, thank you again. Uh yeah, go watch Obi-Wan. Go watch before you watch Obi-Wan. Go watch Live from the Space Station. He looks That's right. right. I think you That's really right. need to. You you don't think you're gonna like it, but you but you will. I know you will. Just like you're going to like the Mugen tea. That's right. That's right. So, Freddie, sign off. However you'd like. Ignite the spark, light the fire. May the force be with you all. And with that. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. See you real soon. Bye. Bye.